Hello, everyone. Welcome to Irrational Passions Presents. It's me. It's Alex O'Neill. I've brought you back under my podcast wing. Hold, hold me close because we're going on a goddamn journey. And with me, as always, my partner in podcast, Mr. Brian Nobishin Jackson. Hi, Nobishin. Don't think twice. It's better than face your fears. Oh my goodness! Why we're we starting start? We're starting <laughs> hot. <laughs> 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 do we gotta rank? Do I, we gotta rank the songs too now? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, we gotta rank the songs. See, you brought a whole another layer emotionally. Like, my heart's already racing. I feel do you rank too them hot. Separately, or are they part of the final package of the game? I think. I think. We rank them separately, and they're part of the final package. We got to do both. No, yeah, right. we got to rank them separately. No, like, yeah, for sure. Um, if you haven't already realized, I, I'm sure some people who are just like, oh, I'll just listen to whatever's next in the podcast feed, and then they realize that this was about Kingdom Hearts, they're like panicking, like, oh my god, I'm driving. How do I stop this podcast? Uh, it's too late. Uh, I we have a very special panel gathered here today to talk and then rank. Uh, Kingdom Hearts games. Uh, we're joined by Mick Abrahamson, uh, the nanobiologist on Twitch, uh, xboxme.com. Mick, how you feeling? How you feeling about Kingdom Hearts? Pretty good, and I'm going to make sure this podcast is not simple and clean. Oh, God. We're, <laughs> how, how many how many named of song puns are we going to make? I, I want you all to know that you're dearly beloved to me, each and every one of you. <laughs> Uh, I'm someone in my very sanctuary just recording this podcast. <laughs> someone very dearly beloved to me, Cam Hawkins from Dual Shockers, right here, right now. How are you feeling? I'm doing great. I'm glad this is happening. I'm very happy. Uh, uh, Cam, uh, the, when I was asking everyone just for a little info before we started, you just told me that you have hot takes. I just want everyone to li- listening to know that. Oh, plenty as well. of hot take. Plenty well, of hot we'll take. see. We'll see, I, we'll know, see how, how many hot takes regarding this will happen, but in general, I have plenty of hot takes. I want you to just have a, th- a, a thought for each take. I don't want it to just be one sentence, you've scorned someone, and now you've moved on. I want there to be more depth. Oh, to yeah, it. there will be, there'll be plenty of depth. Plenty. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, a person who's not here but said they would be, Keylock, wherever you are, you're dead to me. I just want you to know. Oh, we uh, love you. Maybe we will get his list partway through this podcast. Maybe not. We, we, we already got it. Out. We already got it. <laughs> oh, okay, we got it? Yeah. yeah. We got it locked down? It's in the DM. Yeah. Um, okay. A special shout out to our friend uh, Justin Graff. Uh, couldn't make it tonight, but like, uh, we love you, Justin, so thank you. We love you. Justin is the third part of our Wayfinder trilogy, Nabishin, so of course, send him the love. Um, so, where do you guys want to start? We, we, the goal, I guess, the, the initial pitch from you, Nabishin, was we're going to rank Kingdom Hearts. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's over now. It, it's like the, the end game happened. Remind happened. We lived it. Oh, wait. Spoilers. <laughs> just, just BT dubs up front here. Spoilers are going to happen. If you've never played Kingdom Hearts, I don't even know why the fuck you're here. <laughs> but you should just go. Um, uh, anyway, back on track. Uh, we finished Remind. All of us survived. We lived long enough. I There were doubts in my head, but I lived long enough to see the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, I feel great. I feel hopeful. I'm excited about the future of Kingdom Hearts. I don't know if that's where you guys are at. Hey, we know there's uh, two more oh, yeah. games coming already. Three, yeah, no, one three. Of them like no, two games on top game. of Project Xehanort. Yeah, yeah, there's a mobile game nobody cares about, and then more games, probably spinoff games with weird subtitles. Well, maybe we'll take some guesses at, at subtitles later. Uh, that could be f- rank the subtitles. Kingdom Hearts <laughs> uh, versus three. Uh, yeah, versus th- versus three teens. Yeah, uh, or something like that. 
Um, so let's, uh, I guess you, you guys suggested let's go through the, the series in order of release and then kind of like slot them in. Mm-hmm. And then maybe at the end we can reassess our slotting and, and see if there's anything we got to shift around. Yeah. Um, 2002. <laughs> let me take you all back to a time in all of our childhoods. Uh, sometimes teenagers, sometimes children. But Sora, he was there for us in 2002 with Kingdom Hearts 1. How how do you all feel about this game today in our modern age? It's a little rough. Mm-hmm. It's the it, the main thing that really really kills that game for me nowadays is the the movement cuz we've been spoiled with Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3 mm. where like the movement is just so fluid and the combat is just so fluid that there's just it, it's just on a whole entire different epitaph compared to the first game. I still think that there are a lot of great things about the first game, but um, that like when I finished uh, playing through the games the last time leading up to three, when I finished it, I was like, "This is the last time I'm going to play this game because I just, I just like, I feel like it just got to that, it's gotten to that point where I was just like, I'm okay with never playing this game again, but now it's coming to Xbox, so I'm definitely gonna play it again." Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. I still think it's a a very good game, um, but it just has certain important factors for me when it comes to playing games that just it, it it's just gotten a little bit uh, rough around the edges. Yeah, I um I I'm I, w- I want to go around first, and I'll, I'll give some thoughts. Mick, what about you? How do you feel about it? Um, last time I played it was in the 1.5 and 2.5 collection. Yeah, I agree with Cam that it was really rough, but it still is very nostalgic. Because when I first played it, I was nine. And yeah. after going from that, falling in love with Disney and all the movies, going to the parks as much as I could, it had a different feeling when I played it. Even though the combat felt off it still felt very simple and a and beautiful clean? start what <laughs> and, and, and clean, clean. <laughs> yeah <laughs> damn it it's an easy joke <laughs> <laughs> no please it's fine come on <laughs> but yeah it just it was a nice simpler story and it was started of a great mix of disney and final fantasy square bullshit story before uh, Go ahead. You, sorry, I didn't mean just, to get a joke. Just before they really added a lot more of the Square Enix elements to it. Mm-hmm. It's a. It is a weird time capsule in a way. Uh, Nabushin, how do you feel about it? Um, like the best thing I could say about the first Kingdom Hearts, honestly, is like I feel like it's the most pure out of all the games. Like, um, very like agreed. Uh. Cause like I, I think about like um Sora in the future games and like in compared to this game like you could still like in this game that he's like not that, not as much of a goober that he is in like in, in the future games but like um you know like I, I love Sora, Sora being a goober that's that's one of my one of my main connections to him but like um you know like it's 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 very like um like like I just recently went through it too um just like just to do the speed run thing just to get those trophies for it um and just like um. Yeah, it's definitely rough. Like it's <laughs> like just the camera control with us in general is just like uh, the thing that not necessarily kills it for me, but like it's like it's that's the that's the roughest thing about it. It's kind of like going back to like something like Metal Gear Solid One, where it's like um, 
sure it's playable and like you can just go through it if you just really enjoy the one had the nostalgia for it but like um far as playing it's not like the best and it's like cumbersome just to, like to do like the, the simple things that you want to do um but yeah i I still have a i still have a good fondness for it um like it's it's definitely more compared to like the most other other kingdom Hearts games this is more disney than it is um kingdom hearts i would say um and that's because obviously mm-hmm. that was the selling point of that game um that's the thing that attracted everybody everybody wanted to play either cloud or goofy or something like that and i wanted to play jack skeleton but that was my dumbass. so but like um but yeah like i, I still have a fondness for that first game the so the first game for me and I, I look at a lot of this from a narrative perspective i consider myself a little bit of a lore master when it comes to kingdom hearts i've lost slep- sleep over it i've i've poured over tomes in the the dead of night uh to think about the first game is like it it is a weird like oxymoron that exists in a vacuum almost because it simultaneously exists it's the Schrodinger's Kingdom Hearts it simultaneously exists in a world where Kingdom Hearts was something else and in a world where Kingdom Hearts is what it is today right it mm. it has all all of the things about Kingdom Hearts that were like mysterious became Kingdom Hearts bullshit in the future and again I'm going to say that a lot and I mean it in a very loving way. Like to me, mm-hmm. that's like lore, excellent, like backstory. But to the greater public, they recognize it as Kingdom Hearts bullshit. So I just use it colloquially. Um, but it has all these things that would that would later become Kingdom Hearts bullshit. But at the time, it's it's not right. It's it's something else, and and it's clear that this was like the first toe dipped into a much bigger pool of of what this franchise would turn into being. Uh, and it, it's it's funny, like, I think Kingdom Hearts 1 has restraint in a way that no other Kingdom Hearts game has. Uh, and it, it has, like, a more subtle edge to it uh, in a way that is, like, warped and turned into something else of, like, the, the look two characters give and these other kind of more subtle, interesting moments in the later games. Uh, but it's way more general and broad in Kingdom Hearts 1 of like, here's this weird thing in a cloak, man. Like, we don't really know what it is. Do we need to know that some dude's heart that time traveled from the, <laughs> from the future or whatever? Like, no, we don't need to know that. But like, we're going to find that out. And I just, I love, I love that Kingdom Hearts 1 f- fits somewhere in the middle there, right? It's just perfectly <laughs> in the middle. Uh, and it makes it just like, set, like I said, a time capsule. It is a different, in 2002, Kingdom Hearts was something else. In 2020, it is exactly what it is, and it is nothing else, you know? Uh, and it, it's to look back on it, it's, it's a treat, I think. The best comparison, really, is it's a pilot episode of a TV show. Like, they just want to say, yeah. here's a test. We're trying to appease Disney because they are experimenting with this as well. And then once it's, they got the green light, they went all out in the following it's the, games. It's the original theatrical release of Star Wars. That's what it is. It's before it would. It's Star Wars before it was a New Hope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It is like, and then they literally made it a New Hope when they made Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, and they're like, "Nope, there's this dude in a cloak." Let me tell you, man, it's about to get crazy. Uh, so, like, I I think it, it's great. I think maybe that's why so many people want Star Wars and Kingdom Hearts. They're just they're meant for each other. Um, the next game came out in two thousand and four. Uh, I guess Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts one number one right now. We got nothing else. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. move it. We'll move it along as we as we go around. Uh, Two thousand four on the Game Boy Advance Chain of Memories 
We've got a lot of Chain of Memory stands in the in the chat right now. So when it comes so when it comes to ranking the uh, Chain of Memories, are we going based off the Game Boy version or are we going based off the remake? Because personally, I think the Game Boy version is a superior version. I agree. Uh, so I think I just want to make sure that we're all on the same ground when it comes to that. I think I'm the only, probably the only person out of the group that thinks the the rechain of memories is better than original chain of memories. No, I agree. I agree with that. Okay. Oh, uh, so, we're, so we're so we're of- I I would say we could probably just put chain of memories where we want, <laughs> and like respect the we're putting it where like we like it the most and where you all like it the most with the GBA and rechain of memories together as one version. Like, okay, it's fine. It's it's the same story, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and I think we just respect all versions with that with that mentality. Um, Chain of Memories. Who wants to start? Nobishin, you want to kick us off? You recently tweeted about being a stand for this game. Yeah, like, <laughs> like every time I go back to that game, and like, and I go back to that game a lot. I, I, I've realized about myself is that um, that I just love the story so goddamn much. I love it so much. Like it's the it's the it's the most simplest thing. And it's trophy, sure, like um dude's going to save a girl or whatever, but like like it's so it's so because it's so simple, like it's like it's like a ground zeros or like a case west or something like that of like um or case zero or whatever of um kingdom, of Kingdom Hearts. Like it's like an encapsulation of what Kingdom Hearts is to me. Where it's like it's just something so pure and it's like something like this dude just doing whatever he can to save a save a girl um going through these crazy bosses along the way and just like like it's just so much fun and like like i personally like the um the car battling system oh that's a big controversy to a lot of people but i personally enjoy that that system um because like it's it's simple it's not that hard it's really not that hard at least i but is it clean is it (laughs) (laughs) this is what you all have done to me (laughs) (laughs) but like it's, it's really not that hard like it's like 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 I was telling Cam earlier, like when we were talking to each other, like just have three zero cards at the end of your deck and you're good. Because that could cancel out anything. So anything that boss throws at you, put a zero, boom, you're good. So like it's simple. It's easy. It's not that hard. Um and like the music's great in that too. The organization's music has been phenomenal. Um nominate steam is like incredible. Um like this mystery about like what is what is this Twilight Town like when Roxas was known as the uh, BHK, the blonde haired boy or blonde haired kid? Yeah, that's what I, <laughs> that's how far back I used to like read like um was it uh KH two dot CL dot UK? I think that's the site I used to go to all the time. To, um, Hell yeah, to get research for that um <laughs> for like Kingdom Hearts two before it came out. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I like if if like if Kingdom Hearts is like uh is the most pure of like uh the games, I think like. Chain of Memories is like, uh, it's like something I would like give to somebody. So like, this is what this is what Kingdom Hearts is. This is what Kingdom Hearts is in a nutshell, and I think it's like yeah. great because of that. It, it 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 set the tone for like the rest of the franchise for sure. Like they, I think you can tie back just about everything that happens in Kingdom Hearts back to Chain of Memories in a, in a lot of ways, right? A lot of those characters come back. A lot of like the fan favorites that we would fall in love with, like Axel, would start there. Right, a lot of just a lot of good basis for what the future of the franchise, what like the the peaks of Birth by Sleep, what the peaks of Kingdom Hearts Two, what the peaks of Dream Drop Distance would be with these characters. Like it was all started with Chain of Memories, not with one. Uh, in a lot of cases, one kind of set up the Sora Riku Kairi story, but Chain of Memories 
sets up so many side characters. It, it broadens the world in such a massive way. Um, and broadens the characters that we care about, because I feel like we don't really care about a lot before that game. Uh, Mick, what about you? How do you feel about Chain of Memories? When I first played it, I did not enjoy it at all, because I was a dumb kid who tried to avoid fights, which made me very underleveled, and I hated the card battling system, because I tried to play it like Kingdom Hearts 1 instead of a card game. <laughs> which really ruined the experience until I played it again when they re-released it on the PS3. Um, and in that 3D format, because I know it came out on the PS2 beforehand, but playing on the PS3 with a little better frame rate, just and also being older, able to understand a little bit more about what was going on, it made me appreciate the game more. And it really feels like two sides of the same coin for Kingdom Hearts 1 and Chain of Memories because one is more Disney with a little bit of Kingdom Hearts story while the Chain of Memories is a lot more Kingdom Hearts story with the Disney just being in there as kind of like a MacGuffin for it all. Mm. And I mean, I really do enjoy the story. The the card-based action here and there, especially later on in the game, gets a little overly complicated where you where I kind of felt like I had to cheese it still just to get through some of the later fights um, I mean that kind of hurts it a little bit for me but it still is a great story that introduces a lot of elements that I love today for Kingdom Hearts did you how did you guys pronounce it was it slight or slate 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 but okay I said I've said slight this whole time <laughs> so here we are <laughs> this is this is the worst moment of my life. I knew it would go. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of a slate deck where it's just three, a series of three sets of cards together together that will then crunch to, you know, the next three sets of cards when one is destroyed from your deck. So you can just slate through the entire game and destroy everything in, in like less than 10 seconds per fight. I think that's what I did to get through that, that game. That's what I did to get the platinum. Yeah, it was. Uh, I did not. I hate the battle system in that game with a burning passion. Um, Cam, man, tell me how you feel. Pain of Memories, what a great yeah, game! Dude. I love that game. It's it's so good. It's so good. Like only someone like Namora could make such a weird, obscure, like left field battle system from what Kingdom Hearts was, and make mm-hmm. it like equally as fun. If not, like, maybe better compared to Kingdom Hearts 1, at least. Because, like, with Kingdom Hearts 1, like, there was just, you, you like, you just didn't really evolve that much when it came to the combat. It was, like, it felt really, like, the one, two, three combo, like, for half the game at the very least. Like, it, I, like, it felt like while there was just so much more variety in what you could do in Chain of Memories. And yeah, and like, uh, I, I honestly think that it might have the best story of the entire franchise. Like, maybe like Hot Take, maybe maybe Birth by Sleep, but like just as like a one game having like a overarching story, like that or Birth by Sleep are probably my favorite. Um, but the um, or I think it's just, or I just think it's like objectively like the best structured, I guess. Um, but yeah, and then like. Everything with, like, Riku Replica was just, oh, my God, so good. And then, and then like, Riku, like, all of Riku's um, 
you know, the, the start of his redemption arc, which, uh, you know, which led to him being my favorite video game character ever. I love Riku. Um, it just, it just was so great. And I love the aesthetic of like Castle Oblivion. And I was just like, you know, just like completely white aesthetic, um, in design was really cool. And I, I like kind of, I kind of like how, how Sora gets so manipulated throughout the game in a way that you don't really see in the other, uh, See, like the other games that uh involve Sora, he just kind of uh it, it's 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 just like it was just interesting to see like how he reacted to those type of situations, um because you know he's getting his memory basically you know he's getting his memory altered while he as he progresses through the castle uh and just like it was just interesting like you like you don't know who these people are but you know that like but you know that like what Sora is thinking is wrong. So it was just a really interesting perspective, like third party, like fly on the wall perspective, mm. uh, in the narrative standpoint. I just thought I, I just think it's like real, a really unique game overall that really benefits the franchise. I I love it. I think it's great, and like I I think the battle system's great. I I, I don't know, like yeah, I I love it. I don't know. I totally get it. I love that. I I, I like all those things too because when I. I, I didn't really finish it for the first time until it came out on PS3, right? I, mm-hmm. I attempted multiple times. I have a weird in with the series. Uh, like, I the first real Kingdom Hearts game I played was two. Uh, and then I went back and finished one because I never got past the first time you fight Riku in the Hall Bastion. I was way underleveled. It was way too hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and if you remember, like that's the point where you don't have a Keyblade, so you can't, like, you can't really grind unless you want to just slowly have beasts kill all the enemies. Uh, and it's miserable, and I ruined that game for myself. But I went back and enjoyed it later. Uh, but like Chain of Memories, I just I couldn't get into. But I played. I ended up playing the re-release. And I, what you're saying about like the narrative of like seeing Sora manipulated is is such a good call out because you're right. It it is a part of two, uh, and a lot of two is kind of rehashing what happens in Chain of Memories to some extent, especially Final Mix. But uh, it's it's a really cool idea that I think they just wanted to present again a little bit more clearly in like a mainline entry because they liked the idea so much. It is such a unique take and it is, it it puts the protagonist in such an interesting position. And then we see Sora kind of callously killing the members of the organization in two. And it's like, this is kind of fucked up. And he has that kind of self-reflection in three. Like they, they, they create it. They make a through line to the end that, that, pays off on all those steps along the way and that starts in chain of memories just like you said so totally i i i think chain of memories is great i agree it's it's probably one of the the best stories uh independently of any of the games it's just so emotional it's so they feel it in a way that i i feel like uh you don't it, like you get a lot of intimate moments with uh sora and Namine that like tie that narrative together in a way that the Kyrie Sora relationship tied the first game together, but it just it has a little bit more nuance here. Uh, it feels like you sense that guilt coming from Nominee, and you you want to know more about this character. And like, there's obviously this this kind of underlying mystery, and the the organization members are like fighting each other in the background. You're like, what is going on? <laughs> like, who are these people? Mm-hmm. It's it is super overwhelming, but it's like in the best way. That's the thing. Kingdom Hearts will throw all this stuff at you, and it's all important. 
and you're like, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> like, I don't even know. I can't remember anyone's name. The the red haired guy. But it, yeah, <laughs> um, but like, I think I think it does a a good job. Like, even for those that like might have started with Chain of Memories or like, you know, um, that didn't you know that didn't play the first game, uh, that they they I think they do a good job at introducing like the antagonists without, yeah. uh having to play the first game and just kind of going along with it which i think is uh, really yeah. hard especially because like you're you know you're playing a sora who's getting basically you're like he's getting manipulated so you really don't even get a sense of who sora's character is if you if you were to start with chain of memories that uh, that is um and then just seeing these like new these random guys like but like they still i don't know the, the way that like the narrative structured i i think it does a really good job at still introducing them and not being like completely confused as to what's going on if that makes sense yeah totally because because like that there's an air of mystery in castle oblivion the whole time right like it feels like it's more about the mystery so it 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 doesn't have to rely on like information set up from the first Mm -hmm. game and all that um but the last thing because i'm rambling now last thing i want to say what you said about riku for sure i think like going back and replaying kingdom Hearts one not that long ago about a year ago uh, he's like a bad character in that game. I th- I think he's just like bad and awful and annoying. Uh, and they they try and and kind of give a little bit more context for that in Final Mix, but it, it is not enough. But what they do with his character in Chain of Memories and how he kind of he he really suffers for what he did, and and he he really get the sense that he feels guilty, and he, and he goes out his way to, to change his behavior and, and and like go past that. And we we get to go on that trip with him right it's not yeah. like just a thing we hear about we that is the story Riku's story throughout the rest of the games until three is like his redemption it's so good yeah they make him more setting him just, on that path is great yeah they make him more than just like the smoky rival to the protagonist type thing he's mm-hmm. like he's mm-hmm. more than that which is why i like find character so compelling uh yeah and and you think about like anime tropes which which kingdom hearts leans on and off of at different times right but like the 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 two protagonists mentality like just to compare it to naruto just we'll get it out of the way now uh but <laughs> yeah you think he, of like yeah. naruto he's not like sasuke, <laughs> he's not like yeah, sasuke. Naruto and sasuke but like we we don't get to spend that time with sasuke we don't we don't necessarily get to see his lowest moments um or or like when he sets out on a path to redemption cuz like a lot of that happens off screen and like we don't we, we don't get the the kind of standoffishness that you would with the standard anime trope relationship like that it really does something different and we'll talk about it when we talk about two in in just a moment but like where they take that relationship between Sora and Riku in Kinemarch 2 is like ten so out of ten incredible good <laughs> i i do want to give this game a lot of credit for being the game that a lot of people fall in love with these characters through, because mm-hmm. it does show Sora and Riku at their most vulnerable. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just really building, not just that Sora is this p- guy of pure good, he's just so wholehearted. He actually has darkness, he has demons that he fights in Chain of Memories. Same for Riku. I mean, it shows that Riku isn't just a being of pure darkness and evil who's supposed to be only hating Sora. He is a good guy who wants to redeem himself. And yeah. just their whole journeys throughout Castle Oblivion really make them fantastic characters. And again, and also yeah. shout out to Axel in that game too, man. Like Axel so is good. so good in that game. Just like See, being like this 
this basically ocelot villain in the background (laughs) (laughs) manipulating everybody it's so good see yeah the thing that like thing that really sticks out with me still with chain of memories outside of riku's stuff is riku replica like man what like that entire story arc with him was just brutal he just like he just thinks he's this guy when he's when he's not and then like he finds out the truth and like he just gets completely shattered about it yeah there's like a weird ai cloning sub story in kingdom hearts right like what (laughs) just like heartbreaking like that's probably the first time i actually experienced like heartbreak while playing a video game was with riku rep and just his entire arc so you must have been stoked when he came back for three. Oh, dude, I brought was, everybody I was back. so happy when i saw him in the tra- like in the trailer <laughs> I, the first, was, I was you're deep. the first person to bring this up and i lo- i love it i <laughs> i want you to know this is excellent uh what are you gonna say big oh just uh yeah i mean showing replica riku really shows how dark kingdom hearts can get and we don't really see it for a long time until three when they kind of go a little dark but not nearly as dark as chain of memories uh birth by sleep birth, birth by and sleep, yeah. three five eight over two days yeah yeah mm. yeah they, they they set up like and it, it's funny that those are all i would say like the major side stories in the franchise uh they set up a lot of tragedy to to mm-hmm. fulfill mm-hmm. the backstories of these characters and it's like it, it, there's a lot of a lot of like the analogies that like greater motifs that I would say exist in Kingdom Hearts three is like in Kingdom Hearts as a franchise are like found family and like finding like family in friendship and, and in the people around you and, and finding people that you can connect with in spite of being in a terrible situation, right? Like I think there there is like an underlying message that they really tie together with all those games. God, and this man. is coming after one where it was you're playing through Disney movies and you're saving the day at the end to, from but, that to a dark game like this. But one was still about Sora, Kairi, and Riku, and in a way, they were like a found family. They were like three mm-hmm. orphans that had kind of come together, even though Sora has mom, and we... Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> still my, making my, sure dinner's ready. I, I made a joke. I don't remember what podcast it was on. I think it was a limited edition podcast. Go listen to it. But that after Sora's mom yells, hey, Sora, like, can, can you come? Is like time travel young Xehanort just behind her with a gun and kills her <laughs> right there in that moment. No, and then, God. and then you know, Sora just doesn't think about her, I guess, whatever. Yeah, but God, man, like, just talking about all this, like, Fuck the haters, Kingdom Hearts is man. so good. Fuck the <laughs> haters. Kingdom Hearts fucking rules. <laughs> Fuck yes, the haters. Dude. Anyone who hates Kingdom Hearts is ignorant. Is ignorant. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, that that moves us into. So we, we got to rank uh, Chain of Memories. Would you say it is better than Kingdom Hearts One? It sounds like it. it sounds oh, like yes. that's where you guys yes. are landing. I yeah. would put it above. Okay, I was actually worried about this. I was, this was the one thing I was like, <laughs> man, I really hope we don't have to argue about this. Going. Going into this, I would have said no, but after we all talked about it and really made things it click more, so it goes. It's like, yeah, of course, Chain of Memories is better than Kingdom Hearts One. So I disagree. I, I'm still on the Kingdom Hearts One end of things, but I, I hear you guys at. I, I respect where you're coming from. I, I my it always comes down to like I just wouldn't want to play Chain of Memories again. Oh man, um, I do. Uh, yeah, and, and I wish I wish the battle system clicked with me. But whatever, I, like I get it, and I I do agree. I think that story is 
a lot better and and like you think about if you wanted to experience the chain of memory movie on youtube from the rechain of memories collection like the voice acting is i think a lot better and uh really strong in some cases better than the voice acting in kingdom Hearts 2 uh it's a it's a tighter experience it's it's, it's a lot going on but I, in a weird way it's less confusing than kingdom Hearts 1 <laughs> um so i i yeah I, I totally understand yeah um i will say like to be like you know, it's, uh, Chain of Memories isn't a perfect game. Like, I definitely, I think, like, I I love playing through Chain of, Chain of Memories, but similar to Kingdom Hearts One, I can only play through it so much just through the fact that, like, with Chain of Memories, uh, the card system does have its gripes. Like, where you where you're like, you're looking for specific cards, or you're looking for specific room cards to to get yeah. what yeah. you want to do. Like, it's not perfect, but um, it it is definitely a game that uh, I. I, I, I like it a lot more than Kingdom Hearts 1, for sure. And I think one of its biggest faults, especially on modern consoles, is the Platinum. That Platinum is one of... It's not the worst Kingdom Hearts Platinum, by far. But it's still Birth by Sleep, right? It's birth by Sleep is the absolute can't, worst Kingdom Hearts can't Platinum. Can't take the king, you know? Just never dethrone <laughs> it. Birth by Sleep, man. Don't fuck with that. I'll be honest. I, I love Kingdom Hearts, but uh, like I'm an you know I'm an Xbox guy. Uh, primary, like I you know once the PS2 and like 360 PS3 came out, I moved over mm-hmm. to Xbox. Um, and I, I you know I have uh, all the Kingdom Hearts games on PlayStation 4, but I have like no interest in getting the platinums. Like I, I really don't. I'm just like okay, you know I want like I, I more care about like all right, I beat Kingdom Hearts 2, critical level one. I'm good. You know that oh, type Jesus, of stuff. Oh Jesus, yeah. So. That's a, yeah, and and those are, there's no trophies for those specific, more specific things too. Yeah. I have the the one, two, and three platinum, and I'm like very happy with that. I think yeah. that's all I really need. I that's thought about fair. going for Birth by Sleep. I, I like a challenge, but I have all of them except Birth by Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. tried for Birth by Sleep, but I yeah. had to give like, up. I Respect, might, man. I might I do it. it. I might do it when it hits Xbox because I do like. I, I'm more of a gamer score guy. Like I have over a hundred thousand gamer sure. score, but mm-hmm. like. Uh, I don't know yet. Yeah, platinums, I don't really care about. Like, I got pl- I got one platinum, and I was for Spider Man on PS4 because it was easy. So I was just like, cool, why not? Um, Hell yeah, ain't no thing. I I like just um for me the completing the synthesis journal in each game. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Okay, that's that's my grind ASMR. Like I'll fucking go through the hallways in Beast Castle in fucking Kingdom Hearts 2 to get those blazing crystals all motherfucking day. You you give me 20 minutes and a cliff bar, I'm going to have a great fucking time with that hallway, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, which takes us to 2005. Sorry, I'm off the rails today. Uh, 2005, Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, boy, what a time to be alive. The man. greatest game of all time. Oh my god! Certainly the one of the goat. best games ever made. One of my favorite games ever. Mm-hmm. My favorite Kingdom Hearts game, Kingdom Hearts Two yeah, Final Mix. Me, both Final Mix. specifically say say Final Mix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah both Nabishin and I. I'm pretty sure it's our favorite game of all time. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Much respect. It is what a just. Oh, what a beautiful game! Like from front to back, so start to finish, so it's a trip. It's Go the off, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> let me, all right, let me tell you. You start the, like. As someone who had trouble getting into Kingdom Hearts 1, right, uh, I I love the idea of it. I think Kingdom Hearts 2 just kind of enhances all that. It streamlines it in a weird way, too. Like, the worlds mm-hmm. are a lot smaller. There's less of that kind of Metroidvania, go back and find secrets that you missed in Kingdom Hearts 1, and that's kind of a bummer. Um, but Kingdom Hearts 2, I think the way that Nabushin, you and I talk about it, it's the complete package. Oh. It's like... 
it's especially Final Mix, and like that's the version that we're talking about now. And obviously, some people like Kingdom Hearts Two is the only game that I modif- modded a PS2 and had Nabushin give me a Japanese copy of Final Mix, so because I, I had to fucking play Final Mix. Like, uh-huh. I've I've gone, I belabored. My, I thought about getting my PS3 modified so I could play an English translated version of Tales of Vesperia, but thank God Namco fixed that, righted that wrong of twenty years or whatever it was. But Kingdom Hearts Two is. The, the from the opening, which I love, the pre credits, the the pre title card opening, playing as Roxas, seeing all that, it's, oh, it's it so good. creates mm-hmm. this these emotional stakes God, for you this talk game. About tragic, this Roxas in general. I know, like they were able, <laughs> yeah. they were able to do that in a few hours, right? It's just like you meet this character yeah. that you've never, you don't know who it is, and then you just got like you just get shattered by his story, and it's just, and mm. like he's only in the game for five hours, hours. maybe. Maybe. Yeah, and it's just like, wow. But he's fucking rad as hell. I, I I always keep a save slot right before the axle fight when you break out the two keyblades, just in case I ever got it, like an itch to it's go back. You know, one of the coolest, yeah, yeah, hypest moments just, ever. It's just so yeah. short lived. That's the one thing about that fight. It's just so short lived. But it's that's so why I gotta keep good. a save file there. Anytime I just want to taste of that double Man, keyblade magic, so I remember when they go were back. releasing teaser images out for Kingdom Hearts two, oh, and they showed. <laughs> What looked just like some guy holding two keyblades, you don't know who the hell he was, and you just saw this, and it was a it just blew your mind back then. Mm-hmm. Also, the freaking packaging for that game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, like I was so disappointed when they didn't do that for Kingdom Hearts Three. They didn't make it shiny. Oh, okay, yeah, I got you. Oh yeah, like they had the shiny packaging. Oh man, I was looking forward to that with Kingdom Hearts Three. I was like, let's go, like give me that, shi-. especially with how colorful. Kingdom Hearts 3's <laughs> cover is like, give me that, and then it, they didn't do it and made me sad. Kingdom <laughs> uh, 2, those opening moments, like you guys talk about setting up that tragedy, the moment where it's like, I guess my summer vacation's over, and the title card pops is like, man, that's just it, it's peak, it's peak Kingdom Hearts, right? But in in an almost Avengers Endgame like way, that's like the first of I would say like seven or eight or ten of those moments that we get throughout that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I would even like, say the yeah. first one, like the first one, is before that, and that's when Sanctuary starts playing. You just like when that, oh, yeah, when that moment scene. happens, you just hear the waves, hear the waves whooshing, see Kingdom Hearts two, and then you just you just hear it, and then you just know that you're you you could pl- you could have never played a Kingdom Hearts game before. You just know you're going to pl- experience something special. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's just Sanctuary. One of those visually, I think is one of like the most incredible like opening scenes that that we get oh yeah uh from from all these games i um, was i was so mad that no one uh at the okay beast podcast uh panel in pax west no one put kingdom hearts 2 as one of the greatest openings to a video game i'm like you're wrong oh uh, yeah i'm i'm definitely on that camp i love the opening of this game yeah it's my Amazing. just one of my favorites slow burn i love just living in that world living in yeah. twilight town with roxas hainer pence and the let it's just a fucking trip so great uh and it it's very rpg right like we kingdom hearts had had that kind of more traditional rpg opening but in a non-traditional setting the island and everything mm-hmm. uh, but like you're going and doing bullshit right and this is like you're walking around a, a little town and, and it really does feel mm-hmm. like we, we're reaching into square enix history and 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 really touching on something magical uh and then you know we we get into 
the the adventure with Sora. We get the new digs, the new clothes. <sighs> so Absolute cool. ten out of ten. So cool. great outfit. We get the drive forms with the outfit. One of the greatest action RPG combat mechanics oh, ever 100%, implemented in a JRPG. 100%. Absolute artful with the limit form that they added to Final Mix. Just oh, and getting Final Form your first time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember. I specifically remember the first time I got into the first time I played it was when I fought Zigbar. That's when I oh, got yeah. it. Oh yeah. that's a good time. Yeah, I was just like, let's <laughs> go. Like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. It's yeah. just unforgettable. And like, um, oh god, like just thinking about because you just mentioned Zigbar, and like just just remembering that boss fight in general. Like yeah. that, oh, this thing is so insane. Like, like it's so look, hard. Too. Like one of the best suites of bosses in a video game. Like for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. It, it's oh my god. Like that game has everything. That game literally has everything for an action JRPG. It's just. Masterful, yeah, like masterful. We're what what I'm gonna talk about when we get to remind, and I'm just gonna give you a little tease here. I want I want I want to keep an idea, a, a kind of mentality in your head, a, a concept of peak Kingdom Hearts, and I think Kingdom Hearts Two is obviously the peak of Kingdom Hearts oh, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with Final Mix, for me, like the things I love about Kingdom Hearts, like Kingdom Hearts, is the only game, only RPG I I really like go out of my way to grind to level 99 in, right? Like, oh, yeah. it's it's the only game I like to collect all the synthesis and, and finish 100% synthesis. It's the game where I like to do every single one of the extra bosses on hard difficulty, right? Like, not critical, because I'm not a fucking sociopath. What? It's fun! Uh, no, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I just, I just haven't gotten there. Um, awesome. But, like, I going through, for me, actually finally playing... Uh, the final mix version of this game, it, I didn't expect it to be such a treat to go through every single one of those data battles and mm-hmm. to, to fight and finally beat the lingering well, right? Like over and over again, eventually, because it's just one of my favorite boss fights because it's just, it takes a system that isn't normally designed around, you know, trial and error, dying over and over again, learning every single per being absolutely perfect. That's not really what Kingdom Hearts is about, but it makes you do that. It, it basically makes you peak Kingdom Hearts like ability. Kind of like, you know, Sekiro, you have to get good. And I've talked about this on the on the podcast a lot, but it's a game where you have to kind of learn its rules to get better at them. Yeah. Uh and in this Kingdom Hearts doesn't ever force you to do that. It's super accessible. It's super like, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3, just fucking let the sparks fly, have a good time. It'll be a great time for everybody. And then if you want critical mode, that exists now, and that's been a really satisfying challenge for me. But it it never forces you to be perfect and precision, but it has the opportunity to have those moments, right? And in those data battles, that that lingering will fight, all the extra bosses, like, it took the very limited amount of kind of almost Final Fantasy-esque way they implemented that in Kingdom Hearts 1 and just did it in a way that just only Kingdom Hearts has done it. It's just they're the only ones that have done it like this. Yeah. It's amazing, and I love it. That is the stuff I live for, and it's such a fundamental part of that 70 hour journey I'm I'm gonna have with that game on hard mode or whatever mm-hmm. uh, and I just I love it you're not even mentioning the mushroom organization fights in yeah. Final Mix too because that takes the testing one certain skill to a whole other level yeah. where mm-hmm. one fight you can't get touched but to kill a lot of these guys you have to think how do I do this what is my best way to do this what gear do I need what form do I need to use for it oh you need to juggle uh, mushroom in the air for 100 hits what skills do you need to equip to get that done perfectly? 
and what yeah. angle do you need to approach the fight at? Yeah, yeah it's one hundred percent. And and like that's we that's not even to say like the the Disney selection of worlds is maybe the best oh, in okay. any of the games. One hundred percent. Like we get Mulan, we get the Lion oh, yeah. King. God, the oh, Lion yeah. King room. Pride Rock is so fun. Going to the um, first time and seeing Sora as a lion was another like just mind blowing experience. And that's another thing. Also, um, like to just again just compliment like compliment how how to this day how completely solid their combat is. Like they were able to make. The combat in Lion King, like, equally as satisfying. Like, that that, <laughs> yeah. made, that made sense for that world. Like, and being yeah. a fucking lion cub is just like, God, man, what a fucking game. I, get, love. I mean, you get Tron, you get Steamboat Willie, you get literally all the peaks that you could ever Pirates want. Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean, but that that world isn't that good. Yeah, <laughs> it would it, get it's good on the later. lower end for sure. I, <laughs> like, I, like um, I know it's unpopular, but, like, or like it's not very long or anything, but like I love going down that hallway in Disney Castle. Like when you first get yeah. there and there's just heartless everywhere. I'm just like I literally take the time and I and I wipe out all of them because it's just that much fun. It's just yeah, that yeah. fun to do that. So it's just Ride like with Mini. Yeah. so rad, so good, and um, it's like I, I kind of lost my train of thought, but it's just it's just no matter. Because the thing is, is like, yeah, if you play like Kingdom Hearts on standard mode, like, yeah, you can just smash X to the win. But like, God, like when you play on critical level one, like there are times where like I spent like a day just on one boss, like literally just on one boss in the main story. And yeah, I was raging, but I was still having so much fun. And I felt like the validation I got when I, when I won must be like how people feel like when they defeat a dark souls boss at a, on a hard difficulty or something uh. like that because it's just so detailed and so like articulate in what you need to do or what you can't do or you'll get punished and it's just like it's just a mastercraft in combat design it's just so good yeah it, it like kingdom Hearts has the best of both worlds right yeah it has like great combat it has a great look it has uh, I think a great story, a great like 100%. very complicated. You know, you got to be along for the ride. But it, like Kingdom Hearts, in a, a lot of ways, reminds me of like a book series. Like I, I feel like their approach to uh, how they're telling a story reminds me a lot of like more like in depth fantasy literature that I've read in the past couple of years. Of like, oh, they're they're seeding a lot of things for the future, and, and they're having a great mm-hmm. time with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that's not even to speak the emotional peaks of Kingdom Hearts Two, like Sora and Riku oh. finding each other oh, again. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, one of the one of the greatest moments in video games. Mm-hmm. The, oh, the very end, like, of... Axel sacrificing himself. Oh my mm-hmm. god, just tears, yeah. tears, and just and just like you know, knowing knowing what he sees in Sora, knowing knowing yeah. the relationship between him and Roxas, yep. and just knowing how Sora just has no I, no clue, just like just mm-hmm. why are you, why did you do this type thing, man. Yeah. Well, not only Sora seeing Riku, it's Kyrie telling Sora that yes. this yeah. handsome secret of darkness this is Riku. Is Riku. Yeah. And that's that's the peak of them being like a trio to me. Um, mm-hmm. it's, yes. it's that scene is because like it's it's something that Kyrie saw right away, but Sora didn't really see at first. And it's like you know, like she felt it and he felt it. Like that's what and like that's why I felt was missing in three personally. Just like just the three of them, and like that shows how connected all three of them are together to each other. That that scene is just like that's why everything like honestly that scene in general is what I love about King. Yeah, man. Shout out to yeah. ha- shout out to Haley Joel Osment, man, because like he did, uh, like he sh- like first off he's still voicing the character 
you know, so many years later and still like being able to get that essence of Sora. And like, while he wasn't as much older uh, when he did Kingdom Hearts 2, like he just fucking nailed it in that scene. Like, because mm-hmm. that, because mm. literally that performance was, would have made or break that scene. Like completely. Yeah. And I think he fucking nailed it though. So, you know, props to him. Uh, uh, and yeah. and also like for me it, that scene's obviously a peak, but the, the very end of the scene when it or the whole end of the game when it's just Sora and Riku by themselves. Yes. Mm. So uh, mm-hmm. and like and the corny ass line of like I'll have something that you'll never have uh, you as a friend and it's like oh god yeah fuck, man <laughs> this, is, this is like the exact machismo that I fucking need in my life because at no point is is kingdom hearts insincere right like anytime sora is talking you fucking believe it it's just Mm -hmm. it is just who he is they've they worked so hard to make that character genuine in every fiber of his being to an absolute fault and it gets him in so much trouble like to the point where we see him kind of left off in in remind at the very end of the series where like he's just pushed himself too far Mm -hmm. but like i love that that is still a character we root for. That's mm-hmm. not a character we're frustrated with because he made a stupid decision or anything. It's a character we believe and believe in. Um, and a lot of what that character is was defined in, in Kingdom March 2, I think. Yeah. And the first, um, and then, man, the, when you fight, uh, first off, the first time when you like, when Riku's in your party, you're like, oh, Riku's in our par- is in my party? What? Mm-hmm. And then you, when you uh, fight Xemnas, and then Riku, you get to play as Riku? I'm like, I'm playing as Riku! Like, I immediately died, because I didn't even care. I was like, I immediately died just because I was freaking out that I was playing as Riku for, like, you know. Like, this is actually yeah. happening. And just, man, what a great... And then... that Go ahead. That whole sequence, that final Xemnas fight... So good. ...is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. So good. Where you are playing as sword, then as Riku, and then... Zenith's desperation moves are absolutely amazing. It's beautiful, and you—it's so tense yeah, throughout then, the whole fight. Oh, and then, of course, like blocking all the lasers as Riku and Sora. Best moment mm. in a video game. Don't mm. at me. So best good. single just best around moment in a video game. And they trust each other. Single yeah. single best moment in a video game. Just don't at me. I don't care what anyone says. Where you have to hit X and triangle at the same time. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Again, again, just like, adding like go. a gameplay layer to that is is awesome. Yeah, and so awesome. speaking of speaking of triangle, how do you guys feel about the situation command? Because I know uh, I know like apparently like a good amount of people don't like him, which I, I think him. that like kind of made the game for me. Like like mm. it was kind of like the when it came to gameplay, it was like the icing on the cake. Like it's my, mm-hmm. it's my Disney God of War three, and everyone who hates can <laughs> fuck right off. <laughs> It just added a, another layer onto the combat, yeah, which felt like, so necessary uh, and evolutionary. We'll talk, about, we'll talk about Kingdom Hearts three later, but man, like I think when I they was, brought that back for Remind, I, hell yeah, yeah, dude! I, yeah, I know what you're no, talking no, no, about. No. I really think that was one of their biggest mistakes for Kingdom Hearts three was not bringing back. Yeah, I think so, and I, I appreciate them wanting to do something different, right? Yeah, but but man, it is like don't what, what I broke, don't fix it <laughs> for sure. <laughs> what I, what I appreciate in retrospect is how tied that aspect is to Kingdom Hearts 2, right? It's just it becomes a thing that's kind of unique to that single game. Uh and it makes it even more special that's in the true, whole franchise. That's true, but right. In all honesty, I want them to Yeah, I would have loved it in pretty much every please. other Kingdom Hearts game. It would have been great, I think. Um but yeah that the whole first uh boss fight as Roxas at the like the station of departure 
against a big nobody that throws the orb at you and you just fucking yeah. throw your keyblade yeah. into it. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm here for yeah, all you, of this. Yeah, you just throw it. Oh my god, so cool. Yeah, again, okay. God of War 3, Disney edition. <laughs> and I'm, I was totally all about it. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 2. And like, you know, we, we could spend all day talking about yeah. what's in this game. This like we said, it's a total just, package. Just one last note. Cam, you mentioned Haley Joel Osment, but the whole voice acting cast was stellar. Like oh, even like Christopher Lee. Yeah, Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee. Yeah, Aaron do you guys know the story good, about right? Christopher Lee? <laughs> yeah, do you guys actually know the, the like the recording session like story behind that behind Christopher Lee? No. no. Okay, so Richard Epcar, who voices Ansem, he uh, he talked about in a podcast once how apparently Christopher Lee. He was told this by like the audio director or something like that. Christopher Lee came into the room and he's like, "I'm going to sit down. I'm going to read the script once, and I'm leaving." <laughs> that's literally what he. And he that's what he did. He literally just sat down. You know what? He fucking lines. crushed it too. Like yeah. he didn't phone it in. <laughs> and that's the thing that's crazy uh, is that like he literally did that in one take and it was perfect. It was literally perfect. Mm. And it's just like, yeah, wow. It sucks that hey, last you know, hap- he he didn't do it after Kingdom Hearts two, and you know he's passed away now. Uh, may he rest. Um, but man, like what a performance! So good. Yeah, he really defined that character, mm-hmm. and again, like it just contributes to the fact that like that character in that game is the mm-hmm. peak of that character. Partly because of that voice, and and obviously, Anson the Wise doesn't really become a player in any of the other games. Not really; he's kind of like a side character. Um, but he just does such a great job with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but you know, we haven't even talked about like how great Mulan is. It's just oh, cool. Yeah. It's just cool that you're in Mulan. Or really right, sucks that that's an early world. world level level for sure. Because yeah, it's just there's so much greatness. In that, this, that was like, my the, favorite world. Uh, that and Tron; those two were my favorite. I love the underworld in in mm-hmm. Hercules. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. fun, yeah. It, it's just it's an all star series of worlds. It's all fun. It uh, didn't feel like a box like every area in Kingdom Hearts One did. Like yeah. every yeah. area felt way more fleshed out. It was way more detailed. All, all the areas a lot smaller, and I would say like less interesting to explore. But definitely less interesting to explore. But like I actually like the design. I think the design of Kingdom Hearts Two made more sense for the series. Then yeah. yes. Kingdom Hearts ones, totally, oh. and 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 them focusing more on detail and making those places feel like real functional hallways and and living areas or whatever, uh, I think was the better choice than than kind of like a exploratory sandboxes like Kingdom Hearts one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kingdom Hearts two is one of my favorite games ever made. It's same, near perfect, I would say. Yeah, um, I I would have to work very hard, and it wouldn't be on this podcast that I say anything bad about it. Um, <laughs> 2007 Rechain of Memories came out. Uh, we talked about it already. Uh, oh, so we're number we're one. Number one. It's number one. Oh, yes, number two one. is number one. Yeah. Yes. For one. sure. Yeah. Duh. I it can't see any other game nope. ever dethroning it. Maybe nope. ever. Nope. If they if they hit the peak of if they make a game a Kingdom Hearts game that is better than two, then goddamn what a great world we live Seriously. in. Seriously, that's what I'll say. Seriously, like, like legitimately. Maybe like. Like, do you think do you think we'll live to see the day where Kingdom Hearts 2 gets remade? God, I hope so. Ooh, what oh gave God. me hope was that? Was well, yeah, in I just, where... I just <laughs> thought about that too for the first time novice ever. <laughs> what? Like, do you like do you really think it would be like where they they like they literally keep everything the same and it's just basically just updated visuals and character models? Maybe bigger and... areas, maybe more bigger. I'm, maybe, areas but even that, like honestly, like. Honestly, I just want to see them remake one and two in Unreal Engine. Like, yes. yeah, honestly, I, I don't yeah, have to literally just give me Kingdom Hearts two, the exact same game in every way, shape, mm-hmm. and form, except for in Unreal two or Unreal four, and I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, give me it, just give me it. And what gave me hope for that was seeing the 
organization or data organization room again because it was a one-for-one recreation except for maybe the this area around it with the data but that gave me hope that oh they could absolutely remake this game in unreal easily all right, this yeah, is too exciting. We'll they they would do the first one first, so we, yeah. we got which, we we'll, awesome. we would know, please. which would be awesome. I, I think they would make changes to the yeah, first they one. they wouldn't mm-hmm. yeah, please make changes. They to would the make they make the combat probably a little bit more modern. Yeah, um, uh, Kingdom Hearts coded, two thousand eight. <laughs> Wait, what oh a, no, yeah, the mobile. F- yeah, still no. never even watched the movie. I've never even wasted my goddamn time on that. You're not missing much, so. It's yeah. literally just the last cutscene, and that's it. It's literally yeah. that's what, all I've watched is the the part where Nominee is like, "All right, here's what this game was about." Yep. <laughs> People say Dream Drop Distance has the longest stretch of no lore, but no, Chain of uh, Coded, Coded has that beat by a long shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. No good. That game. We don't have to talk about that game that long. It's no, not, it's just not good. It's by uh, the list number four. Yeah. Kimmerts Coded. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, coded and recoded. Um, you know, whatever. Like, I, I, like, I would <laughs> like say, I, I'm not like, offended by it. Yeah, at, no, at the end no, of the day. no. I would say like, I would say just if someone were to play through. First off, like, I think that everyone should that plays Kingdom Hearts should play through all all the games for better or worse. So I would I say agree. like, yeah, play that game once and then never play it again. Mm-hmm. Just to, just to say you can just to say you've played it and then just never play it. The only cool thing about it was the variety of combat. Because for every world, they changed something different. Like in Hercules, it was turn-based combat. Right. Oh, that's kind of cool. So the way they experimented with that was cool. But the overall package, it was a long and unnecessary game just to learn what Mickey wrote on a note that you <laughs> saw the back of at the end of 2. Yeah. And the, th- the thing I fucking hate about Coded, if I could just have a moment here, is that like they're like, yeah, data dinosaur is a thing. It's like, no, no, he's not. <laughs> Don't fucking patronize me with this. You're you're like, oh, in Kid Rock Three, like, oh, well, we fucking data fi- the notebook at one point. Let me tell you about data And they're like, who's data I'm like, can we not talk about this? I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> so that's that's the thing I hate about coded is that that there's it because it exists. They have to re- respect it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but a game that's a shame that you can't play anymore. A, a game that desperately should be remade, I think. A game that, that you could just remake a PS2 version of this game and I would be here for it. This is 358 over two days. Yeah. Uh, a game that I think. Great game. It, in a more modern context with more modern philosophy in the development could be a really fun, short Kingdom Hearts game. Um, but uh, now you, you experience as a movie. Where where are the three five eight stands? Novice and stand up. What's going on? You know I love that game, man. It's so good. Yeah, like it's. I, uh... I mean, like I, I love it for like like the actual game, not just the movie. Like the the actual game, I do actually really enjoy. But like yeah. more more just like the backstory of rocks, the backstory of the organization, that type of stuff. Like just for the lore of it, I really enjoy. Um, and the combat's fine too. The combat's fun. Like the first multiplayer Kingdom Hearts game. I never had friends to actually play that with me, but like whatever. But yep, like same. um mm-hmm. uh I just I just really enjoy like uh them introducing Shion and like this camaraderie with Axel and Roxas and Shion. Like um I thought like beat for beat, I thought like it was like really good and really fun for that. But like it's not something I would like actually go back to honestly as far as like actually playing it. Um uh 
I mean, that's not that's not even true. I know I would go back for it, but like, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually really want to go back and play through uh, three fifty eight. Yeah, because like, it, like, there's there's so much in it, and like the, the stuff that the story, um, like the the movie doesn't really convey. As far as like moments and um that that you get from actually playing it, um, just like the certain stuff like Syax and like um the backstory with him and Zemnis and like um yeah like Syax was like the last person who was like the, actually the person who stopped rocks before even like she on one last time mm-hmm. um they totally skipped that part but like um like there's there's something there's something good about it and like mm-hmm. I, i'm not gonna really like fight too much for it but like i still think it's a solid game with like just like a just a really great story with dealing with those characters you, you know what's great about the game is the last t- mission that you go on where you get to play as roxas with two keyblades True, and yeah. You, f- yeah. you feel like you feel like a god reborn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, I think. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I I was just gonna say like I like the story uh, that they, that they do here. I, I like a lot of the character that they build here. I I wish there wasn't so much fluff uh, with True. it, and mm-hmm. and they they have you do a lot of bullshit. You know, there's a lot of Marluxia's just with me, and he's like, you gotta kill these guys, and I'm like, alright, and then I spend 20 minutes killing the guys, and Definitely he's like, good Definitely the most job. grindiest of Kingdom Hearts games. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's got like a, a little bit of like Peace Walker, I think, mentality to it. Like, you get a list of missions, you go on missions, you do it, and then weirdly enough, your skill tree is like a chessboard that you <laughs> lay down little blocks into, or whatever. Mm. Um, a big grid. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I I think this game deserves to be remade, and I think the level design in this game was actually really cool. I thought it was fun to go to like worlds from Kingdom Hearts two and one in the same game. Mm-hmm. That like Agrabah and I think a Beast Castle that had like new areas and like secrets and stuff that you could find. Um, I wish it was just looked better and played better. You know, mm. uh, go, go yeah. ahead, Kim. Yeah, um, I wish. Uh, I think. I think the, like yeah, I think the narrative is is really great because um, the only I think it's the only one that Tetsuya Nomura actually wrote the actual dialogue. So that's um, interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the only one that like that he actually wrote himself. Um, but I, I thought it was really cool just like seeing um, everything from the organization uh, organization's perspective, like how it kind of took place like partly into partly into chain of memories and then part like it's like leading right up to the beginning of two so uh mm-hmm. just seeing like how the organization were playing were playing their cards um after actually knowing the entire organization like those that were in uh chain of memories and those that were in uh kingdom Hearts 2 and just seeing their more of their like actual interactions with each other because it was more like with with two and chain of memories for the most well chain of, uh, chain of memories there was a, a little bit for for them but like um you know we didn't get to see a whole lot of organization interaction with each other until this game which um i thought was like uh, a cool perspective and uh seeing more of like zemness um and and like kind of like his uh motivation on things and all that stuff um those, like that's like things that I I think really stand out in the game. Um, it's just like kind of the a new perspective, um, and pl- kind of playing as the bad guys, you know. So, I think I think it's a good game. Mm-hmm. The yeah, go ahead, Mick. The main fault I give it is the platform that it's on. It feels so limited from being on the DS and trying to be 
a PS2 Kingdom Hearts game because mm-hmm. the DS was not a powerful handheld on any way. So I think that's what really brought it down to me because the combat felt very janky, but the story was so enthralling, especially with Xion. I think Xion's one of the most compelling characters made for Kingdom Hearts because mm-hmm. she was just created. She was more or less used by the organization then she finally became her own person. And it's, again, something that we saw in Chain of Memories where these th- more or less robots are learning to be themselves, becoming self-aware and feeling emotions. And they, when she disappears at the end and everybody forgets her, it's so heartbreaking. Yeah. So heartbreaking, yeah. man. And when she looks like Sora, it's very weird. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. off-putting. That's like oh, a Sora screaming at voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's a horror I'm moment for sure. Ice cream just, with. Yeah. But just building up to that point, I felt the game was such a slog. Yeah. And I would skip any of the downtime that they gave me. Like there was like a twenty day window where you just went on missions. I just yeah. skipped it and moved on. Mm-hmm. Which I think limited my experience a lot because I just wasn't having fun until that very end. I mean, I learned a lot about the organization, so learning all that about everybody's uh, interests and their motivations, not just for the organization, but for themselves, trying to remember who they were, was very cool. But it was just surrounded by a lot of fluff. It's difficult because, on on top of that, in retrospect, because like I think the the more canonized motivations for each of the characters are in the main games, and they're not in three five eight uh like mm-hmm. all the the little details that we learned in three five eight that we were hoping would pay off in a big way i don't i just don't think ever do uh and that's why when you watch the abridged version which is still three three hours long uh it it just doesn't have any of those details because they don't end up really mattering um where would we put it i personally would put it under kingdom heart yeah, yeah i'm good with that I agree with that. Yeah, yeah I, I can do that. Like, it was one, at first, I was, like, thinking, like, I was just kind of debating between the two, uh, like, either above or below, but then the more we talked about it, and it was like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I wish that they re-released it, because I'm willing to play through that, that game as a whole and, like, enjoy the good and the bad, because uh, I think it is still good enough, like, it has the quality there that it doesn't feel like that like really like a chore it's just like oh there's some there's some fluff there's some unnecessary bits to this game but as a whole it's still a great a good experience um but it's just but i can see why Granik decided to just do the do the movie um so it's yeah but with mm-hmm. kingdom hearts one like i don't think you could do that it, it just doesn't work like that so it's more of a necessity to play it um, comparatively. So, yeah, I would I would put it under Kingdom Hearts. I'll say this uh, in favor of 358. You watch that movie, you play that game, whatever you're going to do, and I guarantee with a bullet, there is at least one moment in Kingdom Hearts 3 that will destroy you. <laughs> it will... Mm-hmm. It, it will unmake you <laughs> not what she knows exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about yeah. like there, there is a moment that is like just beyond honesty like to the point where you're like I feel like I'm invading a private scene like, like but like also I'm here with you because I love you <laughs> you know like that that is the kind of payoff that you'll get in, yep, in Game Wars sure, 3 100%. so 
Uh, and you get those moments for Chain of Memories. You get that moment for Three Five Eight. You get that moment for Birth by Sleep. They, right. they okay, they'll so treat you right. Matter, man. All those games fucking matter. It's they made <laughs> it all before, fucking matter. They all matter. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, if you saw Ant Man and the Wasp, the moment where he says Cap in Endgame, you're, she says Cap in Endgame, you're gonna be like, that was fucking good. You know what? It, it, it all mattered. It, it after was worth all. it. It was worth it in the end. <laughs> yeah, they, they they did that with Kingdom Hearts, and it's honestly it's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, 2010, one year later. Recode it. No, I'm just kidding. Let's no. talk about Birth <laughs> no. by Sleep. No, 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 no. Birth by Sleep, man. Such a challenger to the throne, I would say, for Kingdom Hearts Two. I would, I, I would definitely, I would, yeah, I would definitely say it sits at number two, like mm-hmm. easily and respectively. Out of I used to think it games. was the closest one, mm-hmm. and that changed for me recently. Um, <laughs> Birth by Sleep but... shouldn't, have gone, shouldn't have gotten the handheld treatment. That should have been on a console. Yeah, I agree. Should have been a PS3 game. This should have been the PS3 Kingdom Hearts game. For sure. Uh, And it's a goddamn crime that it wasn't. (laughs) It was still such a great game to play on the PSP. I mean, even though the worlds were very bare, Mm -hmm. but they were still a lot of stuff in those worlds. The story was so compelling. So good. Because you play as one, you're like, okay, I got one story. Oh, I can play as the other two characters now. And you learn that it's not just... They're copying, pasting the characters in. No, it's they all have separate timelines, separate experiences throughout the whole story, and it's one of the most tragic Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah, it's, especially wanna, at the very end. It's wild. I want to take you all back to 2007 when Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix came out, right? And there was this little movie that played at the end of it. If you did everything, <laughs> and I want to tell you, like. Let's go back because this, when I talk about peak Kingdom Hearts, in a lot of ways, I'm talking about this era. The era between 2007 and 2009 when Birth by Sleep came out in Japan is like the most buck wild Kingdom Hearts has ever been. I think, like, I truly think they put this like seven minute video, incredible CG video. Oh, the extended at- version of the secret ending? Yeah. Yes. I'm talking about the final mix, extended version, like this crazy, mm-hmm. this. Buck fucking wild video. They they put it at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. And they were like, yeah, just sit with that for a couple of years. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, and there is the theorizing, the rabid, like, I need to know what the is Charlie going Day. on. The Charlie yeah. Day like, thinking and putting the board, the shit on the board. And- yeah, like, the <laughs> whiteboard. Seeing somebody who looks like Roxas. Yes. That, and you have no idea what's part. going on. <laughs> Who is like, and it's like, is is this the past? Who is the old man? And like, we get like little trickles of details, like the old man Xehanort. And it's like, who, who, who? Wait, where'd you hear this? I gotta see your source. Like, let me cross over my source. What are doing here? Yeah, like the Keyblade graveyard chasers. I remember chasers was like people were writing books about chasers. I am saying that this that era of Kingdom Hearts is incredible. Uh, and it yes. paid off with Birth by Sleep in a, in a mm-hmm, big way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, we, we would go into that fight at the end of that game knowing every single one of those characters, right? Uh, all five of them. And, and we would have, like, such a different relationship than we would first expected when we got there. Um, and obviously that, that sets up the, the payoff in three, obviously. That, that moment in three. Um, and, and we're leading into that. And for the first time, I think we know in birth by sleep like what are the stakes like mm-hmm. what are the big stakes what are, what are we all building to 
and it is like this is what Kingdom Hearts was was like the the concept in game. We're trying to get this thing, and we need this big sword to do it. Um, I yeah, I I love Birth by Sleep. I think Birth by Sleep is like it ties the lore together. It ties everything into like a a Mm. a perfect little bow. It just it it can. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, it it connects everything in like the final movie that happens, like when you you see young Zaynard become young Zaynard or whatever. Uh, when you see what happens to Aqua, when you when you learn what Castle Oblivion is, like all these things come together in a way. It's like oh man, like we are putting all the pieces together. Like I feel like mm-hmm. I I know like the path that we're on for the first time. Like the the end game has become clear. Uh, and I I love that I love that because it, it all feels earned. They they don't rush anything. I think they they might rush a little bit of like the division that they put between Terra Aqua and Ven. But then we regardless we see them like not at odds but not on the same page come together at the end, and that's why they lose. You know, like they they're just not they're not on their A game. Um, and it's just it's super compelling. It. it, it creates like this almost war story background to kingdom hearts that you just Mm -hmm. wouldn't expect well it just makes all of kingdom hearts so much darker because you learn about the first keyblade war where all these keyblade builders died which created the keyblade graveyard they um you set up how sora and riku became keyblade wielders why kairi ends up on destiny islands alone it really does just set the whole groundwork for the whole series where you thought it was just one small continuation, but no, there's a whole bigger picture around everything that you didn't even know until then. Yeah. And I like, I think they did it well enough that they didn't lose everybody here. Right. I, I feel mm-hmm. like the, if you were going to get lost, you're going to get lost in dream drop distance. Right. That's like when it was going to happen. But like they did, they... <laughs> I love that game. All right, like I've come full circle, but I'm just saying, like that's what it was gonna happen. But like they they did all this in a, like in a non-invasive, like seeing Aqua with Sora at the end of that game feels powerful. Like it, it doesn't, it feels like Ugh. like you you care about both of those characters so much, and like they are kind of like the caretaker of their trio of their respective mm-hmm. trio and they're the person that always like throws themselves on the line and you just you see this connection there and and she doesn't give sort of the power of the keyblade right like it it comes from ventus later right it, it's a whole other thing than what you expect but you that relationship then like again one of those things of, like guaranteed that if there's a moment that will unmake you <laughs> in kingdom hearts 3 like and then like and then, the the first real moment for me in that game was when sora like reaches out and grabs aqua's hand like i cannot fucking right? begin <laughs> and then sora like she's like i'm not gonna give you the keyblade but then sora's the one who fucking saves your ass and it's yeah. just like oh yeah it's so good it well it's the big question circle. in one about why did sora lose the keyblade when he got the hollow bastion mm-hmm. yeah it answers that big question that yeah people had in mind like oh yep. why did he all of a sudden lose it when he was the keyblade wielder for all the game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But then meant- also there's the just- punch after punch with after you beat all three, oh, there's a secret episode. And then in final mix, there's another secret episode yeah. that just pushes it darker and darker and more We're tragic. Like- but and, and but, but the hope with the secret ending. The the yeah. hope yeah. with that secret episode where it leaves you where like where Anson and the Wise is by the um uh 
by the by the beach and like Aqua walks up to him and is like, Who are you? And then it's like like it's like I know a boy who like he he was, has extraordinary powers and like who's that boy? And it's like just everybody just like looking up at the sky just saying Sora, oh my god, dude. You you see Aqua just the tear drops down her face too, and she says Sora, and then it ends, and you're like, <laughs> like just chills, gasping man. for air. Fucking chills. <laughs> yeah, I'm legit as well right now. Chills. Uh, yeah, it's just like they 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 made a way for it all to connect together in a way that that feels so satisfying. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. like they you, think about the risk that Birth by Sleep is just as a whole of like we're gonna attach like literally 10 years of backstory to everything that you already know and understand. Yeah. Um, but like, I think that game does a great job of making it all make sense of like not, of not taking, if, if you've been along for the ride and you come into birth by sleep, like they're not going to take you for granted. They're going to, you Hey, keyblades are thin. Fucking there's masters, whatever. Let's go on an adventure. Uh, and it just goes and goes and goes. It's such a good clip. Um, yeah, it's, it's just such a, it's such a stellar execution on, on a, what turned it- out to be a great idea. You have to give it credit too because Birth by Sleep recoded and three five eight over two days were announced at the same time. And the first two were not the greatest games. Mm-hmm. So expectations were pretty low going into Birth by Sleep, and it just blew everybody away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it, was, the... it was definitely like the Peace Walker. It was like, this is so essential. This is like this is the next part of yes. the series. Like you have to play mm-hmm. this. Yeah, a this lot is of like didn't, which sucks. Yeah, it sucks a lot. And and you know, to be fair, I'm glad they they brought it back. I think a lot of people did end up playing this game on the the re-releases. Yeah, they, but they, yeah, this is my Peace Walker for sure. Yeah, and they did a good job at uh, optimizing that game, like with the, with the combat and everything for the PSP, and mm-hmm. you know, introducing shot locking, which is so cool. What's such a cool thing that is not as cool in Kingdom Hearts three, but you know, um, and but I uh, I do think hmm, I think. In a sense, this isn't really like a knock towards the game itself, but more for the future of the franchise. Like, I think that after Birth by Sleep, because like all those answers that we wanted, like everything was so, so satisfying, I think mm-hmm. that's that was a big part, not like the entire part, but a big part of, of the giant expectations that Kingdom Hearts 3 had. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. because like for me I was just like man I can't wait for Sora, Riku and Kairi to get that armor just like them and like yeah, man, yeah, yeah. I can't wait yeah. for this that another just like in Birth by Sleep and then they never got it and I'm just like oh well that's kind of disappointing, you know. Um but and there were are some things in uh Birth by Sleep that are weren't great like either like were unnecessary. Uh this is more from a gameplay standpoint. Um that were unnecessary or um was just kind of a bad design, uh, just gameplay wise. Like the whole like game board stuff, I never touched. Oh, it. Never touched. Yeah, it. same. Well, why? I I want. Why was that there? That game on I one hundred. So. <laughs> yeah, you, know, I, you are insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I I one I one hundred percented just the one save file, like the post game Aqua save file. I got. I did everything that you could do, save for the the Mirage Arena, because fuck that. Yeah, so um, it's just like, you know, that was kind of pointless for me. And then um and then also like they give I don't know if you noticed this, but they give like all the fast bosses to Terra, which is dumb as shit. Yes. I was yeah. just like, <laughs> let's give the slowest guy with like the worst like 
dodging and like because like you know like you know how like aqua's cartwheel is like fucking broken in that game like, it's legit, op as shit like, legitimately <laughs> op as shit yeah and so then, good. Like, the venetus fight just landmines all over roll then, roll yeah roll. and then Terra just has, like, this terrible like gl- like air air slide that that has the worst end lag and and then they uh, you know it, it was just because just because i beat that game again critical level one like probably I don't know if it's harder than Kingdom Hearts 2 Critical Level 1, but, like... It's, th- it's, I think for sure it is. There are certain bosses, like, like again, in just gameplay design, there are certain bosses where, like, there's literally only one way you can beat them, like, or, like, or survive something or things mm. like that, while, like, in Kingdom Hearts 2, mm-hmm. while, yes, there were certain, like, there were, like, um, optimal ways of beating bosses, they weren't the only You had way. flexibility. You had, yeah, you had flexibility. Like, I remember I got to the final boss of the final cut, uh, thing for Aqua, and I needed a specific uh, ability uh, in my deck, and I didn't have it. So I had to go back to the, like, back and get that shit to, so I could actually beat the game. So, like, you know, there were certain, uh, but that's not, that's not, that's just on critical level. So, like, that's not yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. for everything, but, like, there are, were certain things that, like, they could have done better w- with those those specific designs. Um, that being said, this game is phenomenal, like, absolutely fantastic. By far, I'm gonna like, give it- like, you know, it's basically, it's like, it's like Kingdom Hearts 2 and Birth by Sleep here, and then, like, you know, a big drop down from there, in my opinion. Um, so, and even then, like, most of the Kingdom Hearts games are great, so, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, I Just, I love I love Birth by Sleep. Um, I think I, I I they added some really cool. I think it's like I think the things that they introduce that aren't that are like uh, it's hard to put into words. Like I think the deck deck system was really sm- smart for P- for the PSP. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As well, shot locking. Yeah. They they did things that like made sense. I loved the um the the fusion uh, like fusing together your different deck commands and making new abilities and making yes. stronger mm-hmm. abilities. I don't like how you had to um keep I forgot how you had to uh to, to max out the uh like the leveling of each um You just had ability. to have it on you. You hit was, enemies was with it. it. Yeah, I think oh, you yeah, leveled yeah. them up and then you um fuse them together in this uh, the process yeah. over and over. And over. I felt like that was Yep. Oh. Oh, no. you, by killing enemies, you get experience for the uh, each deck command. Yeah, I know that, but there was something else. But it doesn't matter. Um, it, it's <coughs> or you can play the game board. Yeah, no, it's not. It's okay. not it, I, I forgot what it was, but it doesn't matter. Um, it's a great game. Um, it was really cool how they like basically focused on the um, the old princesses of heart. Like you know, we finally got to go to Snow White. We finally got to go to Cinderella. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they introduced us uh, uh, Stitch, which. I wish they did it in a mainline Kingdom Hearts game, but hey, you know we got it, so I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be greedy about it. Um, so they did they did a lot of cool things, and like when they ported it to PS4, it looked great, like mm-hmm. like way better than I expected it to look. Yeah, um, so, 60 FPS in that game is delicious as well. It's absolutely delightful. Yeah, so I and again like great boss fights. <laughs> I don't know why I said that either. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great, great boss fights. Um, I, especially, especially like the like like Ben versus Benitas, like great, fucking great. Like music. that was Benitas music, Benitas, dude. dude. Oh my god, my favorite Benitas. villain like, of all time, probably. Yeah, Benitas I would give this so game good. three knocks though. 
Okay. okay. One is Toontown. I <laughs> yes, hate dude. that world and all the mini games hate there. Toontown, hate it, hate Gotta it. Dude. Especially dude. the ice cream mini game. Dude, that took forever for me. The one percent that. Oh my god. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, that, just, that was the game that gave up on the platinum for. Game, but that shit was like so impossible for some that, yeah, reason. I gave up on the the trophies for that because I have no rhythm. So that was <laughs> the end of that. Two, the boards, and yeah. three, the final mix secret bosses. Because those are the hardest Kingdom Hearts bosses they've ever made, mm. and that's including Remind. Are you talking about like? Are you talking about like on a just like a standard mode run through? Or well, I played it on Proud, and I could not even get past uh, Young Xehanort Secret I, Boss. Oh, when really I first played through. oh, you're oh, you're so you're talking about Young Xehanort and um, yeah, Young Xehanort. Benitis, no, uh, no heart. The no, the, no heart. No heart. Yeah, the, no heart. Oh yeah, those knighted. are insane. Like yeah, Monstro. for sure. For sure. Young Xehanort, so I didn't fight I did still didn't do the Mirage Arena ones. I beat Monstro, thankfully. Uh actually I might have beaten Armored No Heart or whatever. But no the Young Xehanort's the only secret boss I've ever cheesed. Uh there's like an aqua shot like command that you can just fucking cheese the hell out of mm-hmm. that fight with. Yeah, the uh, um, the Venitas uh what, what was the Venitas Remnant? Lingering Venitas will, yeah. Yeah, Venitas Remnant. Um yeah. Cool fights though. I like I, I think mm-hmm. they're just like the least interesting secret bosses of, of of the Kingdom Hearts franchise. At least of the ones with like Kingdom Hearts secret bosses uh versus mm-hmm. like Disney secret bosses. Um I, I think two and now Reminder definitely my favorites of those. Um but uh, I, I assume we're gonna throw that slot that bad boy at number two. Great game. Yep. Yeah. Um 100%. love that What's cool as well in the the final secret final mix episode of that game when you're as Aqua in the Land of Darkness, cool section. Um, I like that's the first time that Heartless are ever seen technically in the world, um, and Aqua kind of responds in kind to that of like, what the hell is this thing? Yeah, um, I, th- I like I that's even, cool. I don't even think they're Heartless. I mean, they're a different class of Heartless. Yeah, they're they're some evil darkness, like pure Heartless. Pure, like or, or heartless from the land of darkness, which are mm-hmm. I guess their own kind of class uh, versus emblem and non emblem heartless. Um, but um, I will say the the thing about Birth by Sleep and the th- same thing about Dream Drop Distance, our next game in 2012, level design is really underwhelming, and I, I think the worlds are just zero fun to explore, uh, especially mm-hmm. in Birth by Sleep. I think like mm-hmm. Birth by Sleep has some of the worst levels in any Kingdom Hearts game, um, and I it, I say that. With a heavy heart, like I don't mean to, to harp on it, but like I just think the color palette is really bland. I think the places that you go are really uninteresting. I think but no one was... has a good campaign in that, uh, like through the Disney World, unfortunately. But that was most likely because of the system that it was on, for sure. I mean, that That's... was such a technical limitation yeah. where they had to deal with what they had just on UMDs. Like Radiant Guard yeah. is probably the most interesting one, but that was probably not. It. Yeah. And yeah. it, it was so unfamiliar, you know, like I, I mm-hmm. appreciate that they wanted to show you a different part of that town and show you like when it wasn't swarmed by Heartless. But like, I would have also appreciated a little bit more familiarity I, with Radiant Garden. I actually really like Deep Space. I, re- I really did. Um, you're like, I get like what you, uh, the limitations and stuff, but like, I, I legitimately, like if I had to put like a top 10 of my like favorite Kingdom Hearts worlds throughout the series, it would be on that list. I would, yeah. I would say the Peter Pan, uh, the Neverland, Neverland is... Yeah, Neverland was, was pretty. Was probably too. my favorite in that in that game. 
And it's still pretty bland, but I just I thought it was fun. I like all the different areas. I like going in the, the little treehouse with the kids and all that. It was, cool. it was better than the ship that we had in one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Although I, I love the detail of that ship. I, lo- I love yeah, walking yeah. around it. I agree. Um, but uh, Dream Drop Distance, and I'm, 2012, the next Kingdom Hearts game, I would say probably a divisive one. Like, mm. like the, yes. the thing about Dream Drop Distance for me, um, a game I, I do like, I do like a lot. But like, me too. It was the one mm-hmm. that like made me like question everything it was the one that made me think it's, like it was, it was the one like when i was like you no know, emphatically like everybody should play king Hearts. everybody everybody ever should play this and when i played that game and beat that game i was like oh this series is impenetrable no one should play yeah. this game <laughs> unless yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. really deep into it so it was it was the one where it made me question a lot of what i love about that series so, clearly enough so so like for me with this game because like with namora namora normally doesn't really like he sets up things but he doesn't know what how he's actually going to execute whatever he sets up mm-hmm. and i feel like after birth by sleep and like what like how things ended with kingdom Hearts 2 you know with getting the letter to take the mark mastery exam and stuff like that i feel like i, I always picture him just like kind of sitting in a room by himself being like shit i don't know what <laughs> like it's sh- weird because i feel like he knew where he was going to go with Dream Drop Distance the whole time. I feel like it's too thought out. It's too well thought out, you know? Is it well, um, is it well thought out? I think well, so. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, okay. as, as well as it's going to be. You, know? okay, you don't get any thing. hints until the last couple hours. Yeah. yeah. yeah but like... A... Go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. It's how it ties together. How, the whole through line of that game and obviously everything... You know, I've replayed this game like four times in attempts to understand it. Uh, fully like this is to be clear this is the Icarus of Kingdom Hearts this game flew too close to the sun and it got burned it didn't melt its wings did not fall in the ocean and drown but boy did it get close mm-hmm. um, and I, I think what helps Dream Drop Distance is that it is pretty isolated right um, we we don't get into these shenanigans until late in the Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, journey uh, and, and even that way I, I think it's a much more tame like version as opposed to like we're gonna like go all the way back in time, and, and we're gonna figure this out. Um, yeah, I, I just, I think, you know, what they wanted to do, all, all of like the visual storytelling, the X on Swords chest, the, the Dream Eater thing on, on Riku's back, like they, they knew all these things going into that story, and they, they wanted to tell like, I think a subversive story. I think this is like the most Christopher Nolan influenced Kingdom Hearts game that you could get. Um, and I, I. I appreciate what they're going with like have, really liking the the time travel story that they told with remind like i i want to i want to like this game more i i still have a lot of fundamental problems with it because they just they just fucked it up you know like they just mm-hmm. made it more confusing than it needed to be yep. mm-hmm. uh we didn't we didn't need all of this <laughs> we yeah. didn't need all the different versions of xehanort to be the different versions, we could have had like new char- new antagonistic characters. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to bring back mm-hmm. the Ansem Heartless. This, yeah, they that, just you know. shouldn't have introduced time travel. They just shouldn't have done it. That's yeah, what, they shouldn't have done it. That's what really hurt this game. Uh, this game and the franchise going into three, in my opinion. Um, but the biggest thing, because me and my friend who, because so my friend played dream drop distance like relatively close to when three came out for the first time and so he was like kind of we were kind of discussing as he was going along and we were talking about how um we think that dream drop distance should have been a riku only game it should have just focused on riku totally i can totally see that and could have had sora's cutscenes in it still 
like for the most part and it would have been fine but it should have focused on riku you should only play it as riku because at the end of the day this game was about riku right yeah that's Mm -hmm. that's the redemption of this game like this is riku's game truly yeah Uh um and sora's stuff just kind of gets in the way of it and that is really a shame um, this is where we get mega idiot Sora too. Not yeah. just happy go lucky Sora. It's he is too dumb for his own good. Yeah, yeah. Sora. And um, I, yeah. So I think it's kind of a mixed bag. Like I don't, I don't really care for the story very much. Um, and also, like the thing is, is like if you don't, if you remember correctly, Yin Sid kind of knew that this was going to happen and sent them in anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just like. What the fuck, Yen Sid? What the fuck? <laughs> Try that oh, man. somehow. That you guys are going to be fucked when you get in there, but I guess that's a part of the exam. Like, no, no. <laughs> so anyway, um, that that was really stupid too. Um, and also like the worlds, like the worlds weren't that like they were de- like they were uh, more detailed than in um than in uh Birth by Sleep and maybe yeah, like in into, sleep, yeah. into some extent too, mm-hmm. but like not. Um, like there's no showstopper in this game, you know. Yeah, well, Fantasia for sure. Fantasia, I, I actually did coolest. not like Fantasia. I love yeah, Fantasia. I think it's just it could have been implemented way better. I think Hunchback was the best world in that game. I did not. I, I didn't care for Hunchback. I, I think I've that world's like super lame. Worlds, yeah. yeah, like I like I might like um the Three Musketeers world I like the, the most. Musketeers as well, yeah. It, and I think that one that, is just super lame. Like, I like it the most, but I also recognize that. I, I feel like it's not like, very... Like, the Tron world was such a fucking waste of potential, man. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still bummed about that. It was definitely that. a waste like, of potential, but I still like... I really I still really liked just... I just liked the aesthetic. I, I thought that, that they really nailed, like, that that sense. I'm not saying, like, mm-hmm. there's much that, you know, uh, had to be done for that. But I really liked the Tron world. I, I really liked the boss fight fights in, in Tron. Um yeah. Uh, yeah, I really liked the Fantasia world. I thought it was really, like, it was very diverse. And, you know, instead of hearing the noises of the Keyblades, it's like, oh, it's instrumental, like, sounds and things like that. Or, um, or I think it was even just quiet. You just don't, you just didn't hear it. Um, I don't remember. But I thought Fantasia, I think Fantasia's easily a top 10 uh, Kingdom Hearts world. Um, Damn. But, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put any of the handheld worlds anywhere near the list, honestly. Fanta- um, I don't know. Fantasia's. I don't know. Maybe go. May- just maybe go back. Maybe just go back and like. <laughs> I, I I played it about a year ago. You know, like I. Wow, Fantasia I mean, was, th- is fantastic. The I level like design it. just bum bum me out. I would say like the color palette in Fantasia is awesome, and I, I like I like a lot of what it does. But yeah, is I it, don't know. This game is just it's weird. I, it's all over the place. Here's the thing with Fan- the Fantasia world. Like it, there's there wasn't a a really big guide on to how to create that world. Yeah. And for what they did, like I thought it was pretty, pretty damn good. Um, it's a really cool interpretation of that. Yeah. Um, but no, I get, I like, I understand. Um, it was a little bit annoying that you had to go through the, each world twice. I really did not like that world with Pinocchio. I was like, what, why, why am I here? What is this world? You know? Um, so uh, yeah, I think it's a mixed bag overall. Like, I, I like the gameplay, even though flow motion is just busted. So um, busted. It's like, awesome though. Yeah, it it really feels awesome. great. <laughs> but it's but but and then the drop and then mechanic. They, yeah, and then they fuck the, really the drop mechanic. I love I really the drop mechanic, man. Like I think that's like so cool. I I like yeah. also forcing you to prepare and out of your comfort zone. Like 
I never had an instance where I like I went to a boss fight and I was worried about dropping halfway through it. Like, yeah, just prepare I would always yourself. prepare accordingly. Um, yeah. It's one of those things. Like, I think mechanically, uh, Dream Drop Distance does a, a ton that I like. I, I really like the fights. I like fighting the organization members toward the end, uh, like the the final bosses. Yeah, um, Riku's final boss frustrates me. Not uh, Young Zaynord, but the Ansem, the inside his body Ansem fight. Oh my frustrates god! Me. I remember mm-hmm. when I was a kid, when I was younger, kid, when I was younger, <laughs> and I, eight years boss, ago, that boss fight by far the hardest in the base yeah. game. By far, so it's not even like now when I played it um, recently. Because I remember like how to do it, I'm like, okay, this is all, this is actually pretty easy now. But like when I first played it, I just I just couldn't understand. I was like, how does this work? Yeah, I had the same exact reaction. That's why I remember it still. Um, yeah. probably same for you. Uh, I so I like a lot of the fights. I love how they they develop Riku's character. I see. I love this kind of like because Riku's never really gone on an adventure before, so he's like super awkward when he talks to people. But he's like mm-hmm. he's very warm. Like he he creates like this very different kind of tenderness than Sora, where Sora is kind of like this shiny, bubbly character, and he's just like a very soft-spoken but tender kind of character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that that dichotomy. It's like you've seen the two. Like that's why I like that there's still a Sora campaign in this because we can see them juxtaposed so well to one another. And it, it, like like we've said up until now, like this is Riku's game. He gets to shine. He gets to be the hero. He gets to save the day. He becomes the master. And and it, it's just it's the completion of his redemption arc. It's the fact that we get to play that. We get to feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it, it's super satisfying for someone who's followed that character. It yeah. just, it has problems and, and they, they bite off more than they can chew here. But like in retrospect and, and with all we know and, and how this plays out, like I'm, I'm so along for the ride. I, I think it is such a, a fun romp, like a time travel romp in, in that it's thrown a lot at you and not a lot of it really matters, but like the moment to moment moments you get, like, uh, for example, when when Sora falls deeper into the dream, and he f- he sees Roxas's heart, and he Roxas touches him, and he shares all of his pain with him, everything that he's ever felt, and he's like, and Sora just breaks down crying. He's like, if you feel this, you are real. I know it for a fact, and you can't pretend that you're not anymore. And it, it like that sets up that story of Sora wanting to save Roxas, right? Like, uh-huh. you need, I need to say, <clears throat> like that is such a hugely powerful moment in this game, and it's it you know gets buried in a lot of chuff. Also, a very powerful moment is when Zigbar confronts Sora, and he's like, "I don't fight alone." And you just see, he's like, "I might not matter, but everyone I'm connected to does." And you see the shot with him with everybody around him, and mm-hmm. it's like chills. Like I'm getting chills right now just thinking about that shot in that yeah. game because it—that's the moment where like, oh, we're building to three. Like this is it. Um, so it has all of these highs, but you know, the the exploration, the moment to moment, it's 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 pretty low. Overall. One of the parts I did like, though, was Sora trying to talk to young Xehanort and reason with him. Because you do kind of get some of young Xehanort's backstory, why he's doing this. And, I mean, it's not the most memorable, but it does kind of explain why Xehanort's doing what he's doing. And Sora trying to say, you don't have to follow in your older pers- version's footsteps. You can be your own person still. Which is still which being I think is after now. he talks to Roxas and realizes he's his own person too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's when he's talking to Zemnis. Um, and and yeah. I I yeah I like that because again it, I'm one of my my friends uh, 
Brendan Williams used to write for RationalBadgers.com. He always brought up, like, he, he really didn't like Sora and Kingdom Hearts 2 because of how callous he was to all the organization members, right? He, he kind of, like, just destroys them. He's like, oh, you guys aren't real. You don't have real hearts. Like, he believes that so easily. And in this, like, we see that, that kind of remorse here. And that, that, again, leads to where we get to in 3 where he, he kind of extends a hand even in the end. Uh, mm-hmm. Of like, you know, you guys can be your own people too. Like, I, I felt it. I believe it. I've seen it. Um, if you feel something, like it's real. Like you're real. Uh, and we start seeing that that kind of path to redemption for Sora. So even in the midst of him making like his biggest misstep, he's still learning and he's still growing. And and we still get that arc with that character. And it's just so good. Um, I, even, I even feel like that. That's shown in Kingdom Hearts two at the end when when he. When you defeat Zemnis the first time, yes, you know I I, I think that's there like uh, that, that 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 shines uh, there as well. But uh, no, that uh, your uh, your colleague makes a good point though. I I I, can, I I'm gonna be looking at that more when I play the Kingdom Hearts two again. Yeah, sure. I still love to, but I think there is like there's some that's that's a part sure. of that, and it's a part of the complexity of what that character's journey is going mm-hmm. on, right? Like I don't begrudge Sora for being the way he is in that game, right? Um, I wouldn't even say it's the Zemnis fight. I think it's the Roxas fight in yeah. two. Yeah. Where that really shines. Where Roxas kind of is like, I got to test you. I got to see what you're all about. Yeah. Um, make a good other. Um, oh, God, man. Kingdom Hearts 2. What a fucking masterful video. <laughs> yep. yep. What an absolute 10, you know? Yep. 100% <laughs> talent 10 game. Few, few doubts in my mind. Um, so where would you guys slot Dream Drop Distance? I would probably I- put it... At number five, right below Kingdom Hearts one, above three five eight, above three five eight. Hold on, hold on. I, I need to look. Story wise, no. I think, I think so. It, still. Okay, can you read I, down the list for me again, really quick? Uh, at number one, we got Kingdom Hearts two final mix. At number two, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep final mix. At number three, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Number four, Kingdom Hearts one final mix. Uh, number five, Kingdom Hearts three five eight over two days. And at number six, Kingdom Hearts. Coded and recoded. Oh, I think God. it goes to six. No, I, I, it's not the worst. Not a long shot, but I, th- I think the the through line narrative is better than three five eight over two days. Obviously, the character Ooh. narrative of three five eight is is still it's pretty it's pretty high up there. But like as far as a, a video game to play, like if we're looking at that as the game or the movie, I think uh, Dream Drop Distance is a way more important, way more fun romp. Yeah, yeah you're kind of right about that because like um like for me like I, I would put three five eight over two um over um Dream Drop Distance, but like. Like what you guys are saying, like this being Riku's game, and then like um the importance of like and like the moments and gameplay that is is in a game where it has a lot of faults, but it has a lot of good stuff as well. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I I, I, I could see this being about Riku's yeah. redemption alone makes this above I'm, three five. Yeah, eight. yeah. As a uh, as with Riku being my favorite character of all time, like yeah, I have to I have to agree, even though Dream Drop distance is a mess like where it shines is just some of the like it's some of the best shit in the series so mm-hmm. yeah um, it, uh, it's yeah. it's it's giving us payoffs for the things that that made 358 great it, it's it's mm-hmm. paying off it's starting to pay dividends for the investment that we put in the series i think it deserves that spot yeah i i agree i'll, I'll are you okay that. with that mick 
Yeah, I still think three, uh, Dream Drop Distance, it's like Kingdom Hearts is going down a straight road, then all of a sudden, right when they introduce time travel, it takes a hard left into a ditch. Like, it just throws everything for a loop, and it sets up some really weird shit, especially in 3, which uh-huh. I am not a fan of. But I do see your point of Riku and his story, but I think for the story overall, it's still a oh, hindrance. God dang it! I don't know. Like I'm, I'm with I'm you, Mike. I'm, I'm I'm with you, Mick. And like, like at the end of the day, though, like I think it's just as far as a, a video game. I think Dream Drop Distance is just better. And that's like the only yeah, okay. like just I like from a objective standpoint too. Yeah, I I still hate the rules they set up for time travel. They're the most bullshit time travel I, rules. I, I love them. I no. love. That's the only no. thing I like about the time travel I, thing is how specific the rules are. If it's you specific, go, but it's not. If you go forward, when you come bullshit. back, you forget everything, and if you can only time travel if you've lost your body at some point. You just gotta be a heart, you know. And only your heart goes. Now, hear me out. There's a couple more. We gotta go through. Let me get a blueprint out. <laughs> Let me get some pens out. Uh, I love it. No, I, I, I don't know. Like all, for me, Kingdom Hearts is at its best when it's feeding into itself. Like if it creates a rule set, it sticks to it at the very least. And and I think. Uh, they mm-hmm. wiggle around it sometimes, but I, I really think they they tried to make something rigid, uh, even if it feels like Jello. Uh, that's what I can say about Dream Drop Distance. Um, let's talk about. Let's not. How about we just don't talk about Union Cross or Unchained Key? I'm okay. With that. That goes, I'm okay. That goes with below coded. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I put it. Above I would put coded. it above coded. I, I, I like the Master coded. Masters character a lot. Like um, I don't. Like I literally don't like mobile games, but I I had more fun when I did play Union Cross more than I did with Coded. Mm. Like, like it does fuck up with a lot of uh con- like continuity stuff. Um, I but... prefer back cover over Union Cross. Back cover, yeah, is what I would be talking about. It, like I, as far as lore, like I I think like um Union does does that more for me than like uh Recoded ever did. Yeah, and like, like I just, I just pretty much just, just got the lore dump for that game, um, because like I just I I'm personally not a mobile person, so like I couldn't stand playing it. But like, um, mm-hmm. like as far as like the stuff uh that happens in that game, as far as like you know, it was one game, but then it becomes the next game because all those characters died and and it went to the next game, which is like it's really cool shit. It's, it's cool shit that's like it's like I, I respect it, but like I'll, I'll never play it myself. But for those that actually like play that like. For those that play the game, there's actual like uh, backstory when it comes to mm-hmm. uh, like uh, some of the organization characters uh-huh. and like who their original selves were and things like that. There is stuff there that like. But I think that's where it gets crazier, and I hope they explain what's going on soon because when they show off uh, Ventus being around that time and being one of the union leaders later on, I mean yeah. that just confuses everything even more more than necessary i mean yeah with the original union leaders and master of masters that's great but when it continues on and starts introducing lorium and uh lark scenes somebody and ventus being around at that time i just think it overly complicates the story i think the age of ventus makes it really messy because like uh mm-hmm. you know i, I can see lark scenes somebody and um, Marluxia somebody um, actually being like um, kids because they look like kids and the, the whole mm-hmm. aesthetic of that. It's just like Ventus is being like the same age that he is now. That just muddies everything up. 
it's supposed to be before, like well before even uh, Ericus and Xehanort are training. So this could be thousands of years. Yeah, before. this 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 could be so long before. <laughs> That's why it's very confusing. Uh, yeah, because uh, like this is before all the worlds like... split apart. You know, right? Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I don't know if like <laughs> I don't know if people really consider it like actual an actual part of the king like like canon you know but um but they do because there's payoffs in three yeah i mean it's like it's like the old lore you know this is like the old republic lore. that's how i consider it it's like this is the age before the age that we're in now um so things yeah, were different the then and, like, and the rules might have been different then i just don't i don't like i don't really play the mobile games so i'm just like i don't you know, knowing like why Ventus is like now, I want to like just do research and be like, okay, how the fuck is Ventus here? But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think you'll find an answer that'll satisfy. Like, I just don't think it matters. I don't even think there is an answer yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I, and I, yeah. In reality, I don't think it's an answer yeah. that matters um, or like will matter down the line. So it's one of those. It, it's one of those like one things that's just like okay, you know. It, now I'm going to ask you guys a question, and this will this is going to be a moment because Namshin and I live this moment separately. But this is going to be a moment that will define you as a true believer or not. And I think okay. you guys are going to be on the same page. Okay. You know what didn't need an answer, but I'm happy that we got it was when Mickey Mouse showed up in 0.2 a fragmentary passage, and he had a shirt on, but at the end of Kingdom <laughs> one, he had no shirt on. And you know what? They were like, we know. And we're going to answer that fucking question. We're going to not only that, we're going to give you a full scene where he's going to lose his clothes and just just to explain, just to respect the canon of this one fucking moment in Kingdom Hearts 1. I tell you what, that man. That was solo level explanation. It was an extraneous detail. I transcended I in that moment. I <laughs> like it. I became beyond a Kingdom Hearts fan. Whatever like a uh, like a priest in Kingdom Hearts lore is, yeah. that is what I became in that moment. Yeah. You ascended. I ascended. Uh, <laughs> I became the bishop of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, next uh, came out in the 2.8 uh, repackaging in 20, 2017. Crazy thing, it was three years ago. Uh, Z- Kingdom Hearts 0.2 final chapter prologue or a fragmentary passage or Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Volume 2 if you want to go old school. Oh, fuck. Yeah, uh, I forgot about that. I don't... <laughs> oh, yeah. I never forgot. <laughs> yep. yep. We, we, we waited for years for maybe a sequel to Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep and instead we got this yep. Ground Zero's preview of Kingdom Hearts 3. What do Tech you guys demo. think of it? Yeah. Um, I think it was a cool, small story to help set up Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Oh, yeah. Where do we end up ranking the mobile game? The bottom. Uh, we okay. put it at seven right above coded, I believe. Okay. Is, that's where I put back cover. I just labeled it as back cover. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah, I would agree with back cover being there. Yeah. I just did Union Cross slash back cover. Like whatever. Right. Um, same same deal. Yeah, I would um, you know, solid, you know, gave it gave it was like a, you know, again, like a tech demo, but like still gave some story and it was cool <laughs> that we found out that um uh how Mickey got in Key D and things like that. Um Yeah, I I I put it like just right under 358 if i'm being honest but because just because it's a short-lived experience like it's it, you know and it recycled the same boss fight at least three or four times yeah demon yeah. tide which is like not a good boss fight either no <laughs> it's not a fun Ooh, fight pre-patch <laughs> oh yeah dude that pre-patch proud mode baby Woo! i wish i suffered through that 
died like 20 times on that fucking fight. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, 0.2 is cool. I, I, it's good vibes. It's, it's reconnecting with Aqua, who, yeah. like, mm-hmm. we hadn't seen for years. Like, 2010, again, was when that game had come out. So, we are years later, we're finally getting able to And it picks up right character. where Dream Drop Distance Final Mix drops off at. Or at uh, UC... First by Sleep Final Mix. First by Sleep Final Mix, yeah. Um, um, I they did add a cool mechanic though that I wish they brought over into three, which is the challenges. Yeah, those are fun. And at least like having some customization too, which I think would have been fun with Sora, Donald, and Goofy having separate challenges. Which Nomura said that they were considering three. it, but I guess they decided not to. So, well, yeah. it was in the Remind DLC with uh, the hard mode. Yeah, the like black the- code. The extra hard mode options that you can turn on, right? Right. Yeah, in easy mode, there's some challenges too, but it's very minimal. Oh, I'm talking not about the like customization. This. I'm talking about the customization. Oh, customization. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a fun for me. Like that whole Mickey losing a shirt moment. Like I'm, we're kidding <laughs> around here, but I was so excited in that moment of like, I can't believe they, they respect the canon that much. Of, of like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna go all out, and it, it was really cool because we. We get to see Aqua like lose her Keyblade on Destiny Island, right? Like mm-hmm. the and we get to see this other perspective of the end of Kingdom Hearts One. Uh and yeah, I, I like it a lot. I, I, I think um under three five eight is fair. Uh that's that would be number seven on the list. Agreed. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. We've reached the end, boys. We're here. Now, this, yeah, is where I, the hot t- this is where the hot this is where the divisiveness is going to begin. I think the real divisiveness. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say my piece and and probably duck out here. But I, I'm, I'm bummed because I want to talk about remind, and we're gonna have to jump right to that. Okay, um, sure. Uh, because so like I understand frustrations with Kingdom Hearts three, right? For sure. I I've moved past that. I've transcended again. We're I'm a bishop now. I've got a title. I've got I've got the good word to spread, people. So so I don't have time for any of this hate. I. Like Kingdom Hearts now with the Remind package has like achieved the the Kingdom Hearts two levels for me. Like I I really think no, it's You're not insane. quite there. Right? You're insane. But I, there's two. You're insane. Uh, have a three. Three. <laughs> um, it's 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 not quite there, but I I think it is like it's really close for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're insane. It's one of those things where depending on the day, uh, you I might say Kingdom Hearts three is my favorite Kingdom Hearts game. Um. And, and, no way. And You're part of insane. <laughs> see, this is this is why I don't talk about it with people. Um, part of that is so Remind has a lot of what peak Kingdom Hearts is for me. I agree. And a lot of that is uh, we we talked about the era between the end of Kingdom Hearts two and the release of Birth by Sleep. Like I feel like with with everything that Remind is like teased at the end of it, like I feel like I'm in that era again. Like I have so many ideas, I have so many theories. I really don't know what's going to happen next, but I'm like so along for the ride, and it's brought so many of the feelings that I had at the best and most exciting moments in Kingdom Hearts fandom for me that I've like I don't know if I've ever loved Kingdom Hearts more than in this moment. That's that is how I felt after seeing through the end of Kingdom of Remind. And it, it's a bummer because we talked about it on the podcast now machine on a recent episode. Uh and I'm, I sh- shouldn't have watched the ending of that the way I did because when I saw Apologies. it in context 
it's all right. It, like having knowing that and and being able to talk about it a little bit was good, but like having the full context of it of this relationship, like I I feel so many more theories and so many more ideas now uh than I ever have. But like the things I'll say uh before I have to go uh and we can I I can stay back in a little bit and hear all of your hatred shenanigan uh doubter opinions, but <laughs> Uh, the, the things I'll say about Kingdom Hearts 3, like, especially I've been replaying it over the last week, uh, that make it some of the best for me. Like the Disney worlds have never been more interesting to explore. I think like the worlds in this game are the best that they've ever been. Uh, maybe not like the choice and the selection and the variety or whatever, which is fine. Like for me, these would be the, probably the best Kingdom Hearts worlds, like my favorite Disney worlds to see. Um, and I, I think, like, running around those areas, exploring those areas, how they're made, and the design in which, like, you're meant to explore them and fight enemies in them is the best they've ever been, uh, as far as the Disney worlds are concerned. Uh, it's hurt by not having enough Kingdom Hearts worlds, but I, I, I've i begrudgingly moved on, you know? Uh, but, like, I, I like what they went... The direction they went with the combat, I like what they did. It's not as deep as I want it to be. It's It's not... Kingdom Hearts 2, right? It, it's it'll never be as good as that. I think is okay. just the the begrudging acceptance I made for that. But it is with Remind, like again, it added a lot of the challenge that I really wanted. Going through and beating all of the data recreations on Proud, slowly learning the Yazora fight, and like I'm close to beating it now, but uh, I haven't beaten it yet. But like that's exactly what I wanted. That's like, having to perfect Kingdom Hearts three combat was the thing that the base game never gave me. And mm-hmm. the Azura fight gives me that in every single way. It's, it is maybe even above the lingering will fight for me now. Of like, I love this fight. I love how intricate it is. And I love that when Kingdom Hearts is firing on all cylinders, even with the less in- interesting combat of three, it is still an incredibly tight and rewarding combat system that I love. Uh, and that, that just it, that it elevates everything around it. You know, like having one great fight can make all the other fights better because of the things you notice in that one great fight. Uh, that's always been true for me. So, yeah, like I, the emotional moments, the payoffs, the things that Sora learns from each character in each Disney world, everything fires on all cylinders for me. I love the end. Everything from the Keyblade Graveyard on is perfection. I think it is mm-hmm. a fun, fun ride. And it is. it gave me everything I could have wanted and more. Like, I, I can't be mad at the end of this game because the things that I wanted paid off were paid off. The things that I didn't care about didn't come up. And and I got now in the post-game, in the in the Remind world, in the complete package, I got to play as Kyrie. I got to see them fight together. I got to see these things that I, I really wanted to see this whole time. And I got a setup for possibly a very, very, very different Kingdom Hearts in the future. And one that I'm not worried about or hesitant about. One that I'm actually excited about. So Kingdom Hearts 3 is, is for me, also the complete package. Uh-huh. That's it. Uh, okay. <laughs> there... There's a lot I want to say. Yeah. Uh, regarding Disney worlds, I think the worlds themselves are fantastic. They're beautifully realized. They look just like they're out of the movie. But the Disney world, not the Pixar ones. I love the Pixar ones. But the Disney worlds were hurt the most by being Disney worlds. I mean, it's on the record that Disney hindered their creation, especially with Frozen, which I think is the worst world in this game. I disagree. Um, I love Frozen, the Frozen world. 
I love I, the Frozen I World. I know we talked about this before, Cam, but I just think the way that you are barely there, the I way they don't sense. even use Hans. I agree in that And sense. even for Tangled, they don't use Wrong some of the sense. other villains. Like, the twins, I think, would have been a great mini-boss fight halfway through that world. But they never brought them in. They didn't bring in anybody from the Snuggly Duckling to add more character to it. So it was just like Sora and them were just there watching everything like we did in the movies instead of being a part of the story. Like I think the best example of that was Mulan because in Mulan's world in two, you were training alongside Mulan, uh, all the other – I can't think of their names right now. But you were there with them in the training grounds and Sora and them. You were there when they were retaking Pride Rock. But especially in Frozen, you just showed up at the story beats. And then you were gone until the next story beat. Um, for the ending, I think it had great payoffs, but the remind stuff, especially the first hour and a half, felt completely reused just for you to see how they updated the cutscenes and add some new information here and there. Because there was a lot of context that should have been in the main game, but they left for reminds. The last hour and a half, though, was extremely hype. That fight where you're playing as all the Keyblade Let's builders go. fighting around a circle, playing as Woo! Axel, playing as Riku, <laughs> Ventus, Terra, and using uh, Xeon. It's a Kingdom Hearts 2 fight also. It like plays like yeah. a Kingdom Hearts 2 that fight. Which the, it plays it like the fight in against uh, Xemnas where you're blocking everything yeah. as Riku and Sora, but on a huge, much grander scale. And the fight with Kyrie and Sora and their combo attack was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, the dude. data organization fights were some of the best fights ever made for Kingdom Hearts because everyone was so well realized. Out of the 13 fights that there were, I loved 11 of them, which is way more than I liked in the Kingdom Hearts 2 data fights. Yes, agree. Um, but it still felt like so piecemeal and distant from each other which is where it hurts for me yeah um where once you started the limit cut you were only in the limit cut it wasn't a part of the big picture like in two was for the data fights it was like its own little separate thing same for yazora fight um and sets up so much and adds a lot of questions like seeing um luxord in the yazora cutscene. yeah is mind is mind blowing. I say that a lot this show, but it sets up so much implications for the next game. It still just felt like, at least for the remind stuff, it should have been there from the beginning. At least the first hour and a half stuff. Once you get to Skyla at Kylum, yeah, that was great. That was cool DLC, but it still doesn't feel like it was worth thirty dollars. And yeah. It's uh, not my favorite. I still enjoyed it. I cried at the end of it with all the touchy-feeling moments and the payoffs, like Xion coming back, um, the Ventus, Aqua, Terra hugging again was huge, losing Kyrie. But I think, especially playing it the first time through, it was the most confusing because one second, Kyrie's gone, Sora says he's going after the next scene, it's their back, and then Sora disappears, and we have no idea why. So it just, yeah, it just, go yeah, ahead, yeah, yeah. Cam. No, you're right. Um, so like, yeah, so, um, the combat was stepped down from two birth by sleep, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, um, and yeah, they made the game, you know, they made the game like 
too easy. Uh, the the main reason, the main problem with Kingdom Hearts three is that they tried to make it a soft reboot for the franchise when it's the the last piece of mm-hmm. the Xehanort saga. Um, and yeah, like didn't really care for much of the world. I really like I really liked Frozen because I like the I liked the uh, the ice labyrinth a lot. Um, I like I like the Caribbean. Um, it it's um it's just like a lot of the worlds like it was really big world, but it was empty it was more just for show than for actual substance um I lo- you know i loved as a huge toy story fan loved that i got to finally go to toy story and team up with woody and buzz i think that was the strongest world in the game um it it, it hit the themes of kingdom hearts the most it felt like it felt like what i would experience in a in like a kingdom hearts 2 world um i think i think what the uh, what really hurt this game is that it wasn't a two visit game again like Kingdom Hearts two where like the first game let's focus on the movie and the second game let's focus on the ongoing story instead of make basically like putting all the big story plot points in the last third of the game, um, uh, you know getting rid of situation commands sucked um in my opinion the Keyblade transformations were cool but like eat like. Outside of a few of them, they weren't unique to one another. Like, you know, be like, oh, I can get the um, Hyper Hammer or I can play all the classic games and get that hammer too, which is the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was just, um, you know, it it just missed um, a lot of really important marks for me um, for the reasons why I love Kingdom Hearts 2 so much. Um, yeah, and like 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 Big Hero Six was such a big world, and we hardly did much in it. Um, and then the lack of Disney boss fight, like mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like that yeah. was that was it's a, a huge disappointment. Like my favorite boss fight of the entire game is Davy Jones because it was a fucking Disney villain. I was like, this is what I want. <laughs> I want to fucking mm-hmm. fight. I want to fight the fucking villain in their movie at this moment. Like it was so cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, and then, and then with the Remind DLC, which I know that like that's like the main thing that makes Kingdom Hearts three much higher than uh, originally for you. Which again, like Kingdom Hearts three was like my number two on my ten, top ten for last year. Like I love it, uh, laws and all. Like I still love the game, but um, it, uh, yeah, a lot of what Mick said. The first half just was it was just another repeat of the keyblade graveyard i'm just with some changes and i'm just like yeah it's cool that we get to play as roxas like i love that i got to play as riku riku's my boy um but it was just like it's the same stuff with very minor changes and cutscenes. but then the second half was what i what i've been waiting for like it validated what like me like the, the years the years of committing to this franchise like the fucking the just like the small interactions of uh, like in the 13 versus seven fight where it's like where uh riku and tara team up together and the literally just the name of the situation command being called successor i I just saw that and i was like Mm -hmm. let's go this is what i need and then ventus and uh rocks is like what's your name again ventus and then it's just like yes this is what i want this is what i need and then it was it was just perfect it was just like the perfect quips between each other 
And then, like, when Mickey with the giant keyhole just, like, trying to fend off against the Zayn, I was like, yes. <laughs> this is oh, that was what, so this epic. Is, the Metal Gear Solid 4 microwave scene, yeah. Like, it was very what good. a spectacle. Like, this is what I've been waiting for. And it's just, like, and because I really, actually, like, I know a lot of people uh, were, were uh, had some criticisms regarding the end, the end end of Kingdom Hearts 3 with, um, you know, you, Goofy, and Donald versus uh, Xehanort, which I really like because I was like, yes, I want to be with Donald and Goofy. This is like, they've been on this journey with Sora this entire time. Like, let them be here this time when it comes to defeating the big bad. It's and, perfect, man. And like ending it with Trinity. I was like, yes, this is awesome. But then now I- knowing that that technically really wasn't the end and it was Sora and Kyrie versus Goathead Xehanort yeah. again, it's just like, Oh. But the, that oh. presumably happened just before that. So, like, sure, you know, in sure. my head. Yeah, I don't think that diminishes it at all. Uh, it yeah. it kind of does for me because it feels like, oh, okay, so this isn't, so that wasn't the final boss. This is now the final. Well, well, they, they, they cut into uh, the Sora's heart, like, jumping back into Sora at the end there. And, and it he comes in right when the, the Trinity moment's happening. So. Oh, well, yeah, oh, that's that's fair. That's fair. That's so fair. I th- I think they That's they fair. still no I'll rescind what I just said. Uh you're you're right. I remember that. Um but yeah, so it's just like I it's like I want to like be like this is the holy game, you know, after Kingdom Hearts 2, but it just it's just not. You know what I mean? It it, mm-hmm. it just like missed the mark for me. Like it, it's just they they could have made some changes and it would have been like it would have been really really strong, but um yeah it's just i still love it i still love it it's just not it's just not kingdom hearts 2 it's just not uh i i don't think it's better than birth by sleep um mm-hmm. and i could say mm-hmm. in a sense it's not as good as pain of memories i don't know it's just yeah I, I mean like for me the it's not kingdom hearts 2 is a thing that just once i wrap my head around this and started thinking of it as something else like i i started liking it a lot more and i, right. I think that's that is a thing that is hard to do in in a lot of ways, but like it, it is Kingdom Hearts two point five in a lot of ways for me. It's it's like it takes a lot of what Kingdom Hearts two did, and it's like we're gonna try a couple other things. It's gonna be a little bit different. You might not like it as much in certain aspects, but you might like it more in others. Uh, and yeah, that's, but, that's ultimately yeah, but how what I feel I'm, about like, it. What I'm saying is like I don't think there's any moment like outside of like the two moments in the remind that I brought up. I don't think in any moment in Kingdom Hearts three like transcended any moment like the top moment that i experienced in kingdom hearts 2 there there was one moment i can think of and that's only if you play on the ps4 and that's at the end when Sora loses and donald and goofy call to you through the controller oh yeah i think that was a it's not as probably not as great as any moment two but it was still very up there because oh, yeah. it felt very close and out of, I didn't expect it. And when it started happening, that's when I started tearing up right at the very end. Yeah, there were great moments in Kingdom Hearts 3. It's just like, I could, it could be like a few hours or like, you know, like every two hours. And I could just like, I could just be like, man, remember that incredible moment in Kingdom Hearts 2? Remember that incredible moment in See, Kingdom Hearts 2? And it's not, and like, and, and it's not just that. It's just like, because again, there are great moments in, in Kingdom Hearts 3, but also like the combat is just, the combat's better and, every way like you know um I, I, it just it just 
it, it just has some things that um and like and like i i feel like when you get new abilities in kingdom hearts 2 like i feel like sora like evolved bet like was more of an evolution of his uh fighting capabilities and like thing and like it, just his abilities in general yeah um, and then no two no two keyblades at any point is always a bummer and then uh King- kingdom hearts 3 like nothing really like i i never felt satisfied like the satisfaction of doing combos while like in kingdom hearts 2 like doing the ground explosion or then doing the ball explosion or the uh the finishing slash thing in uh in the air or the magnet spiral like all those things that you really get in second form in kingdom hearts 3 like i didn't get that as normal sora in Heart, uh in kingdom hearts 3 um and they didn't and- introduce that until the DLC either because they added some of those combos that you're mentioning in the in Remind and same for dual wielding they finally introduced that as a Keyblade transformation. Well, yeah, they, they they added new they added new uh, new abilities which definitely didn't make it feel, feel like that up like now. Um, but when it came to uh, when when the when the, the base game was a thing, it did not feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. So and I don't know like if you start a new game of Kingdom Hearts 3 now, will those abilities automatically come or will they be added later through level? They're unlocked or... at a certain level, pretty much. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I think they're unlocked just along the way. So they're okay. in the in this, in this the level uh, rollout. I hope so. Um, one last, I, I do have to go, mm-hmm, yeah, um, sure. and then Nabish, I'll trust you to, to throw the truth at these folks and then uh, close it out. Um, <laughs> but um, you... oh, And let us know where you would put it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would put it right under Kingdom Hearts too, pretty much. Um, uh, the the last thing I'll say, um, and and it's a big part of it for me. And and like, uh, Cam, I, I can see where like this would maybe not necessarily work for you. And Mick, I don't, I don't know where you would fall with it, but like, Kingdom Hearts three is Sora's game, like a hundred percent. It's his story to tell, and like mm-hmm. we get to we get such an intimacy with that character in that game specifically, like. That's the that's the transcendent part of that game for me, uh, of like where it elevates like where I like scenes that Sora has with characters in Kingdom Hearts three more than I like scenes that Sora and Riku have together in Kingdom Hearts two. To be honest, like the moment where he saves Aqua is like such a defining moment for me, uh, because like the compassion like because obviously the Riku stuff is great like whatever like that's 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 an un- bonds unbreakable bonds it's very good, um, but like. Sora is magical to me and, and I empathize with that character and he's maybe, you know, he's in my top three, I would say favorite video game characters uh, a lot li- because of this game, because of the compassion he shows other people. And like, it's something that I connect with on, on a really meaningful level. So when we see these moments where he finally gets to see Roxas or where he finally, he reaches out and saves Aqua, like those moments are so powerful for me because like, Sora is the kind of person that I believe that he understands what they've suffered through, right? Like he is like the the kind of empathetic human being that when he sees someone hurting, he helps them, right? It's why I mm-hmm. like the Frozen World so much because he when he talks to Anna in that world, he like is like, oh, this reminds me of like what Riku did to me. Like I understand, like I get it, and and you know what this person needs more than anything, you, uh, and and like that advice carries into the the final act of that that story. Uh, and I love it, right? Like ties into one of my favorite Disney movies with one of my favorite Disney things and, and video game things. So like Sora is everything in that game. And, and I think he does such a bang up job from top to bottom. Every world, he has something great. Every world, he learns something new. And by the end of it, I, 
when we see him give up and break and like that vulnerable moment with him and then oh that scream uh, him coming back from that like is next level for me it's it's everything I wanted that franchise to turn into uh, but I have to go uh, Namashin yep do do Kingdom Hearts three justice, but I trust you all. I, I appreciate hearing your other perspectives. Don't don't take me wrong. I, I do appreciate the criticism. It's just one of those things where Kingdom Hearts three hit a lot of very specific things that that really reached out and 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 did something for me. Um, um, be sure to I, DM them your uh, where you want them um, send it to. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you guys an email and you can share your audio with me. But uh, have a good rest of your conversation. Goodbye, y'all. Bye. I also want to say really quick. Um, yeah, go ahead. Another. Uh, it, another thing that like really disappoints me, like I get like I when he says that like Kingdom Hearts three is Sora's game, like he's not wrong, but also it's like one of those things for me that with I just with Dream Drop Distance, it made me feel, which is something that I really like going into Kingdom Hearts three that Sora and Riku were like partners in the sense of like mm-hmm. they they equally are important. Yeah. Go, moving forward. So when it came to the situation of like Riku Riku, you know, Riku achieved something that Sora didn't achieve. Um with when like Riku was fighting like I, I, I get in a sense, like when we were talking about it earlier, where like, you know, Aqua decides like not to bequeath the Keyblade to Sora, and then Sora ends up saving Aqua. Like, I get that that's important in a sense, but like, with Riku now being the second half of like this big hole with Sora, he doesn't get his moment in this game. He doesn't remind or get... Team Hearts 3. Both? Both. Okay. Remind, I would yeah, agree like, with you. Kingdom Hearts 3, I think he has a moment. Like, oh, like, okay. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, when it came to the po- point where, like, Sora's just, like, lost hope. I, I even tweeted about this, like, you know, when I was playing through, like, he lost hope. And then Sor- and Riku's like, like, you don't really think that. And mm-hmm. then he just goes against the tornado by himself. Like, mm-hmm. that was, like, this is fucking why Riku's my favorite character of all time. Mm-hmm. This is why. And, um... But, like, when it came to, I just, I just, I don't know, just, maybe it's just because I'm a Riku stan, maybe, but it's just like, okay, yeah, Riku's fighting Aqua, and uh, trying to stop him, and, like, that was, like, their goal, and this entire time, they're like, Sora, you can't go in there, you're not ready, yada, 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 but then he comes in anyway, because, you know, it's Sora, it fits his character, but it's just like, can't Riku do something that's, like, that's more than just being there for Sora, you know what I mean? Mm. Like I just, I just like felt that he just got r- sidelined really hard, um, in ways where like he's achieved something that Sora didn't. Why can't like? And I understand like that like that Dream Drop Distance was kind of like Riku's game, but like can't give Riku something in this game that validates that once again, you know. That that was like kind of my thing because they because they kind of do it with like in a sense they kind of like do Aqua dirty too like uh, when she comes back and then like fights against Benita it's like no I gotta do this and then like 
and then like she it's like still going and then she only loses because Benitas plays dirty and then like she's about to lose i'm like like it doesn't just have to be about sora it does it, like I, I i get that like he's the main protagonist but you've developed all these characters that people care about equally as much that can also do these things that sora can do so when you so when you like give us that and then but don't allow them shine mm. like solely on their own. It just feels like it's just, it's just, it just feels just like dirty. It just feels like, like I feel like, man, like, I don't know. It feels like kind of like, it feels kind of like stupid from like in my perspective as someone who like loves Riku and then it's like, Oh, he's fighting, he's fighting Aqua. He's going to save Aqua. And then Sora comes like, it kind of just like, man, I feel kind of dumb for liking this character a lot because here comes this here comes the main protagonist coming in saving the day and it that's just kind of like kind of how i felt about that was like my one personal like really big gripe with kingdom hearts 3 is i think they just did they just did riku dirty in almost every way Hmm. um but yeah that that's kind of like how i felt um that's like the rest of my kingdom hearts 3 thought (laughs) just specifically when he brought up how this was sora's game like He's not wrong, but also, like, that doesn't mean you can't implement the other characters in meaningful ways. I mean, I think that's what Remind was trying to say, for the most part, at least. <sighs> but does it? Like, I mean... Hey, for me, it does. In a lot of ways. I mean, it makes it lets the other characters shine, but it's still it, it doesn't give through them, Sora. It, yeah, it doesn't give them their moment. Like, I think, like, it gives mm. Kyrie her moment finally because, you know, it's like, oh, play a Sora or a Kyrie against uh, Zayn, or I'm like, of course I'm fucking picking Kyrie. Right. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, and like, but I was like, oh, it's the same fight with Riku, but I can play as Riku now. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know, it, it, it just didn't, it, it just didn't have, um, like, team. a really shining, like, definitive moment, like, especially knowing that, like, they made it so you could play Riku in the base game. That mm-hmm. they, there was no moment like that where you could play as him and do something meaningful to push the story forward or to push his character forward. So that that that's that's why I'm a little bit um uh, I I really like uh that game really rubbed me the wrong way uh, I, in that in that sense. And one thing that drew me up the wall too was this game just showed how dumb Sora can be and. His, I would agree at the beginning, stupidity. but later on, I think he gets better. Well, it's when he's fighting, he's fine. But when he's exploring the world and he's talking to people, he just sounds almost incompetent. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the shining moments is, yeah, he hasn't seen a phone before, but and a lot of times he just is almost like a fumbling idiot who is just ready to fight and protect people. Like, he's just, I don't really know what the best way to put it, but he's almost like a muscle head who, almost like Goku mm. in Kingdom Hearts, where he's like, yeah, I'm, I'll fight for these guys, I'll protect them, but when it comes to, like, normal conversations, he's almost brain dead, mm. especially going through the Disney worlds. Yeah, it's like, it's like I, I don't remember what world this happens, but, like, I'm pretty sure there's like, there's, like, a world where, like, I don't know if it's in Kingdom Hearts 3, but just in, like, the series as a whole, where, like, the first people he interacts with, he, like, assumes that they're, like, good. <laughs> and not, like, potentially a bad person. And so, like, 
he can get easily manipulated into doing something bad. You mean Hades? Like, it was kind of like, it was kind of like what, what Tara, like, like he's kind of in the same sense of like, of like Tara in Sleeping Beauty, mm. where he gets mm-hmm. tricked into taking uh, uh Aurora's heart. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of like, except for like, in, instead of being uh more just, just uh indifferent about it, I guess. Like he's more like actually dumb like he doesn't question anything about it um but i that, that's neither here nor there um right. i don't i don't that's not a that's not that, that's kind of like how Sora's always been um but i get what you're saying mick um i think like that shows a lot more um in dream drop but uh Nabishin, pl- uh please uh your thoughts all right um the thing about kingdom hearts 3 with me is like um like when I when I beat that game for the first time, I beat it um a year ago, and like I got the credits and everything for that. Like um, it was a weird feeling I had over myself because it's like I didn't know what to do anymore. Um, and like it because like um when I beat that game, it was like um I was very satisfied with how it ended. I was very satisfied with, like what it got, but like you know there was definitely like some complaints into it. Like I remember like one of the main things I said like um. During um when the when the when the vanilla game first came out, I said, "Oh, they fucked mm-hmm. they fucked Kari up. Like they just straight up fucked her up because like she didn't have anything in that moment or anything like that, and that that really upset me." Um, at the time, and like um, and like obviously like Sora disappearing was like, um, it was a thing where it was like I felt like like that was a good story moment but like i didn't understand why and like that was confusing for me and like it, it hurt me it hurt me a lot actually when when i saw that i was like oh my my character my main character my my force through all these games just died and like um i don't have a really good justification why um that really like got to me and like um that really like fucked me i didn't really i didn't even want to play video games for like a good while because of that um so after like when i got to remind and like um like having the context of like um why Sora did it because like at the very beginning of that of the, uh, the remind DLC it was like hey like you're gonna like go away after this and like do you still want to do this and mm-hmm. he's just like yeah sure of course yeah because like these people are important to me like Kyrie is important to me and like feeling this pain like I'm willing to go through it I'm willing to feel all this stuff uh to actually um to save these people again like he does it without a second thought and that's like that's Sora to me that's 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 100% sore. That's why I love that character. That's why he's one of my favorite video game. He is my favorite video game character of all time. It's because of stuff like that. Like, you could say he's idiotic. You could say he, he's a dumbass because, like, all this stuff and, like, how he's too carefree and stuff like that. But, like, it's moments like that where it's, like, um, mm-hmm. putting yourself before anybody else just to, just for them just to even feel better. Um, 100%. Is, is why I love Sore. 100%. Um, yeah. And obviously, like them having Kyrie at, um, doing Kyrie at the end, and having her um, having them fight together was like obviously like a huge moment for me. Um, and then, of course, the ending as well, where it's like uh, where they had where where there was like you know showing like the the highlight reel of like everyone like um, having their resolve and stuff like that, how they how they how their epilogue and how they turn out, and having Sora and Kyrie be there, both there, be there together, like seeing them how they um, how they send mm. everybody off, like. Um, I thought that was powerful as well, because like it's not like he just disappeared and like no one knew what happened. It's like, hey, I'm gonna go away soon, so like let's spend every possible moment together that we can, and like you know let's let's do this together. 
and like and like I said, like the biggest complaint I have for Kingdom Hearts three, other than like the combat itself, because like I agree one hundred percent, everybody says like um the combat is just not as good for me. It's too autopilot for me personally. Um, it's like um I didn't I got I got a lot of Sora and Riku. I got a lot of Sora and Kyrie, but I didn't get Sora, Riku, and Kyrie. That was my big complaint for that mm-hmm. game. One hundred percent. Um, like I said, like that moment in Kingdom Hearts two with um them together, like find out. Riku was handsome and stuff like that. That's 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 the moment. That's my everything, and like didn't really have that in this thing. So like um that's like my one big complaint. But like there's still such really good moments with like, certain certain other characters. Like um it probably wasn't enough for you guys. It, it sounded like, but like you know like Roxas appearing out of nowhere and like um having his moment with Shion and Axel. Loved it. Oh yeah, that fucking was loved it. Like great. ate that shit up. <laughs> loved um, it. No, one hundred percent. Oh, Gion, Roxas, and Axel hugging. Yeah. That was so heartwarming to see, and also in Remind explaining why Roxas showed up and how he finally became his own person. Mm-hmm. And same for, as you are saying, when Sora and Kyrie spending Sora's final moments together and them releasing Naminé from Kyrie's heart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was awesome. Um, but there was a couple story beats that just felt very off in the game, like Maleficent and Pete just showing up here and there, searching for a box, yeah. Yeah. Um, setting up uh, Zigbar to be somebody else, especially in one of the ending credit scenes where he says he's Lushu, who, if nobody watched back cover, they would have no idea who that is and who the other people who were that showed up, which, I mean, it's happened that, in I mean, secret endings before. I'm sorry? That's their fault for not watching back cover. Yeah, but <laughs> sure. it's still, like, they were... Just starting to set up another story way faster than what they've done in the past. Because usually that's either the secret boss or the secret cutscene, but not really laying that groundwork in the game that they're trying to close out. Well, if you know what I mean. They said ahead of time that that cover was going to play a part in Kingdom Hearts 3. And while it didn't a lot, it was still there. So, like, I expected it. Um, I didn't expect Mm -hmm. it to be... Zigbar, and when it did happen, I was just like, right when it did happen, I was just like, oh, well, that makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it's just, um, I, I didn't really mind it, and um, I think it does set up the the next saga, you know, whatever it, it may be. It does, but I think the worst version of it was in the beginning of Remind, where people were complaining after beating three, like what happened to this box and what really set up Zigbar to be Lushu. And they threw in two cutscenes really that showed off more of the master of masters and Xehanort interacting, setting up more of Xehanort's uh, reasons for why he was doing what he was doing, but also having a conversation between Zigbar and um, Luxord mm-hmm. kind of setting up that plot points more, which again, I felt like, should have been in the main game if they were steering into trying to set up the next series. Well, uh, not just with um, Yazora, but also with those old masters coming back. Well, I mean, uh, we should uh, disclaim that, like, Nomura said on, like, in interviews before that both Disney and Square kind of fucked them over when it came to the development mm-hmm. of Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, like, I'm I'm 95 percent certain that like all of this stuff should have been in the base game, but 
Nomura like was told probably a year in advance, like, hey, we need this game out by here. And if, uh, you know, or we're going to have a problem. Uh, that was Disney speaking to them, probably. Um, and so he had to find a way to make it work where he could finish the game on a relatively decent note and then do the DLC after. It sucks, mm-hmm. but that's what we got. Like, Kingdom Hearts 3 could have been way worse than it ended up being. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a bad game. It's a, it's a very good game. Yes. But, right. like, um, it could have turned out terrible. <laughs> If it, uh, you know, because I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, in, in even if it was like 2018, like Nomura said, like, yeah, if we didn't have to, if I wasn't forced to change engines, this game would have been out by now. Like, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so it's one of those things that, like, yeah, it, it sucks, but this is what we got, and mm-hmm. I think that those factors should partially, not entirely, but partially, be taken into consideration. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he's very open about how Disney fucked him over with Tangled, especially Frozen. Yeah, especially mm. Frozen. Because that's the one that really messed him up. Yeah. And hearing what he originally planned for that world would have made so it way better. Cool. So cool. But they made him stick to the original movie's plan because Frozen was so huge. Mm-hmm. And he got certain worlds they wanted, like Toy Story and Monsters, Inc., because he included Frozen. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things, like... Yeah, it's for me, it's one of those things, like, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, like, people complain about, like, some really petty shit about this, about Kingdom Hearts 3, mm-hmm. if I'm being frank. Mm-hmm. Um... I still, what else think, is new? I still think it's a like it's like yeah, especially for like those that like decided to start with Kingdom Hearts three, like dumb. <laughs> oh my god! Like <laughs> yeah, just like all these people. Well, I just like, feel bad for people who are playing people, on Xbox. So like cause for me, like I don't know about y'all, but for me, I think Kingdom Hearts three, uh, Kingdom Hearts story is pretty coherent as long as you play all the games. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, but that limitation is also Xbox. They had no way to really play through the story unless they watched everything on YouTube or bought a PS4. But that's watch finally being resolved. YouTube. I don't know. Watch everything on YouTube then. I don't know. Like, all I'm saying is like, for the people that complain about like, like, people who complain about Kingdom Hearts 3 that never played any of the games or didn't know the story up mm-hmm. to the point have no right to complain about Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, that's all I'm, that's all I'm saying about that. I mean, because like, um, there's a lot of people that I know just like, I played 1, I played 2, I'm just gonna go straight to 3. I'm like, no, no you dumbass. No. no. <laughs> And then they complain. There's like six characters. You're not going to know who they are. Exactly. Um. So yeah, but again, like I think Kingdom Hearts three is a plenty a plenty good game. Um. I think that. Mm-hmm. Um. I hope. I hope that Nomura learns on from the like legitimate criti- criticisms that uh, this game got, and hopefully re- and- re- returns to something more along the lines of Kingdom Hearts two in the future. And Remind really shows that they listened. Yeah, too. yeah it did. It did. I mean, it they added really difficult did. boss fights. They made they the gameplay way more interesting. <laughs> yeah, situation commands. They add Final Fantasy characters back, except, um, I mean, it was just in a cutscene or two, but you can still interact with them, explore Merlin's house. Um, but, I mean, it's more than what we got in the base game, where it was just a part of a cutscene for Hercules' world. Where we yeah. got Final Which, Fantasy characters. I also want to say Corona should have been the tutorial world for Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm just saying that, like, I, 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 
like after I because Corona, in my opinion, is the worst world in Kingdom Hearts three. Um, I think it's gorgeous artistically. I think it's gorgeous, but I think just like when it comes to like, I think it best fits with, with it literally just being the story and Sora on the side ends. Like, hmm. and Frozen to a degree is the same, but like at least Frozen, like I enjoyed exploring Frozen, and while T- Tangle felt more just kind of like a linear path. Um, in my opinion, I thought it, it fit a lot better. Yeah, it's, um, it's just Olympus. it's just the tower, the woods, and then just the city in this. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I wish um, I wish they made some uh, changes there, but again, it wasn't. Um, I think it'll be more interesting to to like return to the discussion about this game once the next like mainline Kingdom Hearts game comes out. Because I feel and like we're supposed that, to hear what that is soon. Yeah, supposedly. Because I feel like, because because my main issue is that like, you know, we get, you know, Sora meets Larxene, Marluxia, um, Bexen in Castle Oblivion. Not, forget yeah. about forget about them, and then they appear, have a witty banter, um, in one of the world, and then the Keyblade graveyard fight, and then they're gone, and I'm like. I feel like there's more to them. There's gonna they're, that they're gonna be back. It's because because like with Luxord and Zigbar, obviously Luxord it heavily teased that he's not gonna that he's gonna come back. But mm. like with the other two characters, I feel like like it's kind of a, a toss up. And maybe well, that felt like a payoff to Unchained Key, where they were starting to show him off just before the game came out. Yeah, like and- they're saying these two people were Keyblade wielders back in the day. Yeah, and, and and they and, hint that in the base game as well, and and maybe maybe um that was kind of like the reason why they brought them back as part of the thirteen because they do have um, more of a role to play than just being one of the thirteen mm-hmm. darknesses in Kingdom Hearts three. I hope so because mm-hmm. I feel like if that is the case with uh then I will look at Kingdom Hearts three in a better light in those instances because again like part like what one of my biggest like just critical issues as a kingdom hearts fan and just like how they executed the story in kingdom hearts 2 if they would have just did uh first visit disney movie plot second visit story plot it would have worked out so much better you know what i mean yeah i i agree with or that. at least or at least even in those interactions let me get a tease of the bot that i'm gonna have it Keyblade Graveyard, similar to like in Kingdom Hearts 2, like where you fight mm-hmm. Demix in Hercules, and then mm. it's just a tease, and then you fight him properly in at Hollow Bastion. It's like, yes, this is cool. This makes me feel like uh it doesn't feel random to me in that sense, you know? Um Yeah, three felt very um like top heavy of Disney and then like everything else was, like this was like all the Kingdom Hearts like stuff right mm-hmm. there at the end. And I know there were well, sections like, in between, but like you know, like mm-hmm. for me yeah. personally, like I wanted, I wanted more the Kingdom Hearts stuff more in the beginning. I mean, it did it better than Dream Drop Distance, where it had a similar approach. I mean, Dream Drop Distance, there was little to no story unless you watch some of the supplemental cutscenes that they gave you, mm. giving you a little bit more context. Yeah, um, but this they... is a mainline Kingdom Hearts game. This it's it's kind of different. You know what I mean? Hmm. So I kind of I kind of wish um I kind of wish there was a little bit more there, but um overall I still think it's a great game. Like I was talking to uh me, me and uh 
Luke Cantaldi, who's the editor in chief at Dual Shockers, we sat down and like talked about the uh, impressions of Kingdom Hearts, uh, the Remind DLC, and like you <laughs> know, uh, he he gave the base game a nine, and I said I would have probably given it like a eight point five. I think that's mm-hmm. a fair a fair score to give it, um, because uh, it's a it's a incredible it's it's very very well made. Like especially with that team uh, with Unreal Four being like that that game being their first attempt with unreal 4 engine yeah, like that game came yeah. out beautifully like and that's what i'm so excited for for the future they have unreal 4 made for the kingdom hearts series and now that they have it made it's they're done going through the growing pains of it hopefully they have much more capabilities with the next yeah. gen consoles coming up mm-hmm. it's the future is going to be so bright for the series yeah as and, long as they can stay on track and i don't and i don't know what the production value was for Kingdom Hearts 3, but, like, I hope that whatever the um, next entry is has a production value of Final Fantasy 7 Remake because it's mm-hmm. definitely higher. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever the production value <laughs> well, of 7 Kingdom Remake Hearts, is, it's definitely higher. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3 was one of the best-selling games of the year up until september it is. It, yeah. i mean that was exactly. it was in the yeah, top in, three of the, the year 10. up until then it's, it's in uh, it was, it's like number seven the, the top game selling game of 2019 yeah, yeah it was seven or eight so it made a lot of money exactly so like hopefully square enix is like knows now like hey we still love kingdom hearts please put more like i mean again it still looked great especially like the the uh pirates of caribbean world Holy mm-hmm. shit! Oh my god, Holy dude! Shit. Beautiful. Port Royale. That that that's that's such a like nonsense. Like like it's nonsense that they made it that full when there's nothing there. Because like yeah, all, exactly. all it was Even, was the scraps and that's it. But they they filled that place up with so much shit. It, it was ridiculous. That, yeah. The underwater parts too were beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that it wasn't too too much fun to control, but it was still beautiful to go underwater, swim everywhere, go through all the islands. Sailing was surprisingly fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a real shame that uh that game didn't get more credit when it came to the mm-hmm. to the artistic side because like each world had a different art style like are you kidding me and mm-hmm. they were all gorgeous so i mean let it go look better in kingdom hearts than it did in the original movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> for them almost like uh yeah in the yeah and the actual um the more updated i don't know if they were cgi per se but like the up more upresed uh detailed cutscenes like the let it go mm-hmm. scene and like you know the end of the end of uh the last scene in the keyblade graveyard when he goes to leave to save Kyrie and um oh uh the the scene with um davy jones where he kills will and shit like that like mm-hmm. those scenes were insane like mm-hmm. i don't um i don't know but uh i'm looking i i hope that like square enix uh is willing to give more money to Nomura's team uh for Kingdom Hearts the next mainline Kingdom Hearts game. Uh and then another thing that I want to mention which I don't know if that if it really plays a factor because the team that made Kingdom Hearts 3 was the team that made Birth by Sleep. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and it's interesting because like you know Kingdom Hearts 3's combat was so floaty while Birth by Sleep was a lot more grounded, like more grounded than Kingdom Hearts 2 you know um but then kingdom hearts 3 is more floaty than kingdom hearts 2 but apparently the dude whose like main job was to focus on the combat aspects of kingdom hearts 3 or kingdom hearts 2 didn't do it for kingdom hearts 3 because he was doing it for final fantasy Fantasy 7 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. so now i'm just like are you gonna come back because please (laughs) (laughs) um so i don't know if if um 
part of the reason why the combat wasn't it was partially because it wasn't this it wasn't the Kingdom Hearts 2 team that worked on it or part of it was because this you know this dude wasn't um in charge of the combat that time or this time around but um I hope that I just hope in almost every sense Kingdom Hearts uh the next mainline Kingdom Hearts game is more attuned to Kingdom Hearts 2 than it is Kingdom Hearts 3. I I we'll see. also hope that Nomura wasn't burned on Disney by the way they treated him for the Disney properties. And I hope this lets him access some of the other properties that he hasn't had a chance to use. Mm-hmm. Maybe some older movies, some of the lesser known movies, like I would love a Treasure Planet world. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone wants tre- I mean, I don't want tre- Treasure Planet per, per se, but I think it would be a cool world. Um, I want Lilo I think- and Stitch. I want Robin Hood. Please give me Robin Hood. Oh my God. Sword in the Stone. Uh, Atlantis would be a great world too. Yeah, so um, there's there's definitely some great uh, options still on the table from older properties. I just hope he doesn't get jerked around more by Disney, make them making him choose which certain worlds to give him others, and make him stay too close to the original property. Because yeah. when they do have the ability to integrate Sora and the gang into those movies, I think it's when those worlds are at their best. Okay. Yeah, because it's also just like. It's just like, I, I don't know. It's just like, for for like Frozen, there was supposed to be like an Elsa boss fight and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. sure. Like, as long as you make her like good at the end of it and like not make her actually evil, then like, why, why not do well, that? Like, no one's going to be like, oh my God, Disney's going dark. No one's going to be like that. You know what well, I mean? That ice maze was supposed to be in Elsa's palace because she was mad at us, and that wolf was supposed to be a manifestation of her darkness. Mm. Yeah. And then after you beat that, she's good and saves Anna. I mean, Hans didn't have a single voice line in that world, and then all of a sudden you're fighting his heartless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Ugh. Um. So yeah. So where where are we thinking about ranking this? Uh. Let me look. Hold on, let me look at my little list really quick. So for me, I would place this in between Chain of Memories and Kingdom Hearts One. That's where I would put it. I'm. I would put it above Chain of Memories. I'm the same way. This that's where I the hard stop at. But yeah, two two final mix in Birth by Sleep. I don't think it touches. Um, yeah. But like right after that is mm-hmm. where I put Kingdom Hearts three personally. Well, I mean, I'm out beaten. So there where it goes. Would Alex put it? Alex said he put it under two. So literally, where you guys have it is the middle ground, and you have the majority. So it's under Birth by Sleep. Mm. Okay. That's 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 where we put it. So um that's the list you want to read out. Okay. Yeah, so from top to uh from top to bottom or bottom to top. What do you want? To do? Uh, top to bottom. Top to bottom. Number 1, Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. Number 2, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Final Mix. Uh number 3, Kingdom Hearts 3. Number 4, uh Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Uh number 5, uh Kingdom Hearts uh Final Mix. Number 6, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. Uh, number seven, Kingdom Hearts uh, three fifty eight over two days. Uh, number eight, Kingdom Hearts zero point two Birth by Sleep, a fragmentary passage. Uh, number nine, Kingdom Hearts back cover slash Union Cross, and then uh, number ten, Kingdom Hearts coded slash recoded. Yeah. Well, I, I feel got, good about it. I feel good. The only thing I, the only thing I really like, the only thing I like honestly disagree about is um what we just did. But even then, like I mm. think that they they kind of are, you know, either or in that sense. So, um, 
you know, I'm I'm I, a respectable list in my opinion. Yeah, like I, I'm almost surprised how in line we were all are. Like I didn't realize that many people liked Shane's memories as much as I did. And yeah, no, I am a huge. I mean, I I think like if if we, I think that if we had some like other people in the group, it would Chain of Memories would probably the, be the most de- decisive. Um because a lot of people don't like the card system like, right, you know, right. Mi- mi- like Mick doesn't but, like the card system to a degree but like there are some people that just like straight up think it's abysmal let's ask some people in the twitch chat too i mean while we're here what do you guys think of our list do you agree with or disagree with anything where would you put some of the games that yeah we can, listed in, you know you can uh tweet at irrational pa- uh passions uh because this, this will go out through their uh, podcast mm-hmm. yeah. um you know tweet at them uh tweet at us um if uh, you think that we're dumb for our uh, listing, you know, but I like doing things like this in just different, whether it be a, a certain game series or categories, though, like this was really fun. And yeah. uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, really I appreciate you guys. Like, honestly, like it was, <laughs> it was just some random thing I just wanted to do. And like, oh, no, dude, I love ranking things like that. <laughs> like I, I, I was te- I was um harassing Blessing for the longest time, like. <laughs> Let me be on leaderboards, please. <laughs> so I hope that um I hope that OK Beast continues uh leaderboards or like maybe Irrational Passions will start up something similar and uh um do something like that because I love like making having discussions and arguments about um about different things like this and you know it's it's cool that you know all of us are equally as passionate about Kingdom Hearts and um yeah, and it, especially hard in the streets right now, as far as like a social media when it comes to Kingdom Hearts right now, um, or at least just like right now, I should say. But like, um, it'll pass like everything. Um, everyone will forget about it as far as like wanting like dogging it or whatever. But like, it's nice to like have these solid connections between like people on the internet, like you and yeah. Nick. Just like, hey man, I just want to talk about mm-hmm. this. I just want to get this off my chest. Yeah. And like, there are exactly. people there who are on the same level as you. Just like, do like that moment that Roxas moment You're like yo yes it's like yes mm-hmm. yes yeah geeking out about kingdom hearts is like one of the greatest things you can do so um but yeah uh i, yeah. I can't wait to see what comes next for the series it's gonna be so crazy to see what they do with more budget hopefully with more expertise in unreal yeah, yeah oh, it, I just love the series so much. Yeah, I love Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I hope that they. Uh, I mean, thankfully, there's not really any more handhelds out there. So all the games, I'll, I'll, I'll find a mobile. Like, which please don't, please don't put all your like side games on mobile. Please, Enix, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, well, no I mean, one there wants is that. Project Xehanort. I know, a game. and I don't, and I'm upset about that. I don't want it on mobile because I just, I just something with me in playing mobile games I just i just hate it i i, I played I, mean, the next... I played uh sayonara because i knew i could play it for free instead of buying it for like whatever on switch i'm like cool apple arcade trial and then i just you know i played it and i was like cool this is the only thing i need to play i played florence on mobile because it's only on mobile and like literally those are the only two games mobile games that i like mm-hmm. i've played of recent memory uh, mm-hmm. so it's just I mean, the next like, closest thing is them putting a Kingdom Hearts game on Switch, but still, that's way better off than what we had with uh, 358 over two days, Birth by Sleep. Yeah. Coded, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, encoded, so, yeah. So, Nabashin, I have a, like, realistically, mm-hmm. like, realistically, do you think we will get Kingdom Hearts representation in Smash? 
not like a dream. Like, do you <laughs> realistically think in Fighters Pass Two we will get we will get Sora, Riku, Roxas, whatever? Like, I I honestly think Sora will be in Smash. Like, let's go. It's like like one hundred percent. I I truly believe that. Like, that's like. Like I, I think that's like the that's like the next biggest thing, honestly, because like I think Smash does mm-hmm. has done a fantastic job of like representation so, as part of video games. So here's the thing, because here's because here's the thing. Like I I thought we would get Kingdom Hearts representation before we got Persona representation. Don't get me wrong, I love Persona, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying like we got Joker as the first character. You know what I mean? Right. But what I'm saying is like here here's I I was at a point where I thought that. If we didn't get Sora as the fifth DLC fighter, even knowing that there was going to be a second DLC pass, we were not going to get Sora mm-hmm. or, or, or Kingdom Hearts, whatever. Um, and but now because there were um, and these, you know, sometimes are really viable uh, uh, leaks and sometimes they're not. But there was a leak at a point uh, like a few weeks ago that. Kingdom Heart uh of a Kingdom Hearts uh 1.5 2.5 for Switch listing came up. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that they're going to But that to... was that was fake though. Oh, was it then up being fake? I messaged you that it was fake. Oh, you did. You did. <laughs> Man, still like if if anything happens, it'll like it'll be through that cuz there's no way yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to run on Switch. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um actually it might if it's like on a 32 gigabyte it, card like Witcher 3, maybe, but um yeah. It's up it's up to Disney though, really, cuz they own partial property of Sora. No. So. No. Disney owns Kingdom Hearts. I found this out. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? They own the they, they own the IP. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Were, so like a few years ago, like the like the VIP the VP of like Disney Interactive or something like that or like the who or who like the VP of like Disney gaming as a whole um, said in an interview that we own, like we own kingdom. Okay. Like it wasn't like a shared, no, they own kingdom hearts and they license and they license the game to square Enix to make the game. But okay. that being said, I heard somewhere like, like I, I don't remember like there's no, there was nothing by an official sort. So, you know, take that for what you will, but there is, murmurs that Namora even though Disney owns the IP Namora has the the say on whether or not anything Kingdom Hearts related can be used outside of the franchise uh, outside of the games okay and that includes mm. and, and that includes Disney so if Disney wants to use anything Kingdom Hearts related they still have to get it approved through Namora it's okay. really weird but that's that's the rumor so like so, if so, so like if Sora comes in and Smash, I I can see like you know like his stage being transverse talent. You can have like the music or whatever like that. But like as far as like you know like other character representation, I don't think you get Donald and Goofy. I think you get like maybe Riku. No, you get Kyrie. No, no, no. It and, would be like, it Rox- would be Riku, Roxas. Like, um, I I could see his alternate skins being the different forms like Valor, Wisdom, just those colored clothing. Mm-hmm. I think I think that if we it. If they get a stage, if Kingdom Hearts gets a stage, it's going to be dive to the heart. It's going to be the stained glass. Mm. Yeah. With, yeah. Um, but, man, I, I just hope because 
Square Enix was really stingy with fi- with Cloud and Final Fantasy VII. Oh, they have to give do. us all the music, man. They have give to. Me, oh my god! Give god. me the remixes. Give me the dearly beloved. Give me like I, I don't. They won't get. Um, they won't get any of the the Yutada Hikaru music. Right, right, right. No, she licenses that music to that. You know, that's not gonna happen. But like, give me dearly beloved, man. Like, give me um. Give me the combat playing, music, like fighting against the like the organization music with the cello or the violin playing, like the dun 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 dun. dun. Yeah, that would be that awesome. kind of music. You're fighting against other characters. That would be so hype. <sighs> yeah, man, I want, I want it. It, it. it needs to happen. But I had, to, I had to ask you while we had you on, uh, while we're like all on a podcast and just be right. like, yeah. you, do you really think that it's going to happen? Uh, I, I honestly, in my heart, heart thinks it's going to happen. Uh, it's just a matter of this. Here's the thing, man. I just hope that if they do do it, it's like he's like first, just because not even not even for the sake of like being tortured as to whether or not he's being added. But I don't want to like we get this Smash Ultimate game right where you add eleven new characters, and this is probably going to be the last Smash game for a minute. And then you add Sora last, so there's like hardly any new patches to like tweak the game or any you know things like that. Mm-hmm. Where because like because you know like Bayonetta came out in Smash Four, right? She was busted. Mm-hmm. She was e- mm-hmm. by far the best character in the game, and she got she got nerfed once for the final pack, right? Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just want I just want to make sure that like the game is balanced and Sora's had. Is like or you know whichever character maybe had their time in the game before like there's no more patches so like if there's some sort of broken thing like because you know like I I hope like I I I would like that like if Sora gets announced and comes into the game that he's a character that I actually like work really well with mm-hmm. because you know when it comes to fighting games for the most part like either the character works for you. Or it doesn't, and you and it's a real big hill to climb to like adapt to that type of play style that you like. Um, so I re- I I just really hope that like if Sora gets added, it's a character I like, and that he he he's added earlier so there can be patches and like there's still like that ongoing support for the game while while he's already in the game. That's just coming from me, who's someone who like plays semi competitively um with uh with people right um but yeah we'll we'll see we'll see about that i just i just hope that uh if they do do it that square enix is like really cool about it and gives gives uh nintendo what they need to to make it a really cool like dlc pack you know so we'll 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 see we'll see um i'm i'm (laughs) hopeful i'm still hopeful but man the flame is the flame's dying out (laughs) it's already been they already have all six characters decided yeah, exactly. So, right. and I also really hope it's like Kingdom Hearts two Sora design, not Kingdom Hearts three. That's well, it, they they could do what they did with Cloud and give him both costumes. That's true. They could they could very much do that. I I hope they do that because like when I think Sora, I think Kingdom Hearts two Sora. Like even though like I, honestly, like, and I think Kingdom Hearts one Sora over Kingdom Hearts three Sora. So mm. I don't know. We'll see. I I hope that they have a there's a good diversity in the in the costumes because sometimes like. So Sakurai does a really good job, and then sometimes it's just like, what is this? So, um, <laughs> so we'll see. But um, I'm done uh, you know, right. clamoring on about 
Sora and Kingdom and Hearts and things like that. Just to add more fuel to that flame, there's been polls about who you want in Smash. In every region, Sora is top two. In like US and Japan, he is number one, I believe. And in Europe, he's number two. Oh so man. the fan interest is absolutely there. Yeah. Because the only reason we got Bayonetta is because it got she got the top spot in uh, Europe. And I'm just like, you're going to decide it by Europe? Like, what? <laughs> the, the, like, if you see Sora at number one and number two for both Japan and America, you fucking pick Sora. Right. Unless they couldn't get Sora. Which, it's getting to that point. Like, I feel like if Sora doesn't get added to the game, it's literally because they can't get it. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. That's, well, yeah, think about how so. much... How little they got for Cloud. They got him, they got a stage, and they got one song. Do you actually know? So do you, so do you actually know the story of how they got Cloud? No. Mm-mm. So apparently, it's kind of, I don't remember if it was uh, exactly like the Kingdom Hearts situation, but um, Sakurai's team and Square Enix's uh, one of Square Enix's offices are in the same building. Mm-hmm. So they basically just chatted with each other, and that's how they made it happen. That's awesome. Yeah, isn't that basically so that the Kingdom Hearts story? How <laughs> Kingdom Hearts got made? Uh, well, the Kingdom yeah. Hearts story was a Square Enix uh, rep and a Disney rep met in an elevator and just started chatting. Right. <laughs> so, um, also really fun fact about Kingdom Hearts, if you didn't know, um, apparently when Namora came in to uh, like a Disney office to to discuss like you know what they wanted to make, and then um disney had like all these ideas lined up and he was just like no he just he just shut down all of them he shut down all of them he's like i'm gonna make what i want and so, then they're like okay so could have had a chainsaw <laughs> he yeah, could have been like, lying with a chainsaw <laughs> so yeah could have been lying with a chainsaw you know what i mean uh but yeah namora rocks uh he gets way too much black um we love you namora if and you're never gonna listen to this but we love you make verse uh, 13 damn it no. Yes, please make versus thirteen. Versus three. Oh, it's gonna happen now that with Yazora in the game, which is absolutely that's literally what, what you is. want to make. <laughs> yeah, Hearts versus thirteen. Please, I'll take it. It's just gonna be called versus three, and that's gonna be that's probably the game that they're gonna announce soon too. Like, I'll be totally cool if they make a uh, Kingdom Heart like a like a Kingdom Hearts game that has nothing to do with Sora or Riku or whatever, and it's just Yazora, but it somehow connects to that, Kingdom Hearts. Please, do that's it. That's absolutely what they're alluding to, though, with that. Uh, secret cut. Yeah, I I really hope so. Yeah, I, like, I, I saw I, the I saw the scene. Like I I really hope so. That'd be I cool. Mean, with that, and then them repeating the same lines from Kingdom Hearts One. That is absolutely what they're alluding to. Um, yeah, I was talking I, to I, my I really friend Ian, and like um, we were just DMing because like uh, he didn't want to be too public about this, but like um, he was thinking like um, like maybe like sort of in a way like maybe they kind of divorced themselves from the Disney stuff and just like go strictly just like to like just Final That's Fantasy stuff. Of- and like maybe like the worlds you will want. go to like is other like square games. So you go like the Chrono Trigger World or like versus Thirteen World or other just square properties because they have so many. So like mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people want. But like Kingdom Hearts isn't Kingdom Hearts about Disney. Oh, I agree. Like, like, I mean, so, like if Disney how, how, owns it, like, they're gonna have Disney in it. <laughs> like it would be weird seeing Sora without Donald and Goofy. You know, like if it's mm-hmm. a mainline game that stars Sora and it's not Sora, Donald, and Goofy. Like that's weird, man. I don't know. But also, I think, I, it's just, like, I hope that they actually, I, I don't know how, but, like, I want to, like, I, I want to play 
like a Kingdom Hearts game as like Terra Vend and Aqua again. I want to play a, a game with Re- as Riku or a game as Kyrie, like I or you know, um, Sea Salt Trio. Like I, I want. I don't want them to just like go away. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and I don't they're know, setting like, that up too. They set that up in the limit cut with Terra Aqua Aventus going on a journey somewhere, and I hope that's another yeah. game. Yeah, I, and I know that I hope that. Like, I hope that's true. And like, man, I still oh, especially when Riku saw them in the armor for the first time, I was just like, man, I want you guys to have that <laughs> yeah. so bad. So, man, we can yeah. only hope. But uh, thanks, guys, for joining me on this stuff. Um, yeah, dude, this has been yeah, so sure. much fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read down the list one more time because we we actually went mm-hmm. on a little bit longer than I expected oh, yeah. uh after that. So yeah, so uh uh number one, uh Kingdom Hearts two final mix, number two, Kingdom Hearts uh Birth by Sleep, final mix, uh number three, Kingdom Hearts three, number four, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, number five, Kingdom Hearts uh Final Mix, number six, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, number seven, Kingdom Hearts three fifty eight over two days. Number eight, Kingdom Hearts uh, 0.2, Birth by Sleep, A Fragmentary Passage. Number nine, Kingdom Hearts uh, Union Cross slash Back Cover. And number 10, Kingdom Hearts Coded slash Recoded. Uh, you guys want to pick your stuff before we completely get out here? Yeah, so you can follow me uh, at dualshockers.com. Uh, we have a lot of great staff uh, that are passionate about gaming and journalism and all that good stuff. Uh, so please, uh, please, please. Uh, especially with JRPG stuff, we are pretty JRPG heavy uh, when it comes to our content. So please, uh, DualShockers.com, and you can follow me. Uh, my name's Cameron Hawkins again at the Cinephile Guy on Twitter. It's Instagram. Uh, I stream, or I'm beginning to stream on Twitch, uh, Twitch.tv/slash The Cinephile Guy. Uh, yeah. And I'm found at on Twitter as. DA nanobiologist because of character limits, but I'm also on Twitch as the nanobiologist. I podcast with the whatnots on their crossplay video game podcast, and I write for my Xbox and me, which I'll be publishing my Kingdom Hearts Remind review tonight. That's it. That's it. Um, and I am Brian, um, Brian Nabashin Jackson. Um, you can follow me at Twitter at, uh, at Nabashin186. That's N-A-B-E-S-H-I-N-186. You can follow uh, my other co-host, Alex. Um, we are both on Irrational Passions. He is at Alfinder27. Um, and then visit IrrationalPassions.com. I mean, obviously you're listening to the podcast that's part of Irrational Passions, but, you know, visit the site as well. They write so many good stuff. Uh, they, they Twitch, they're streaming right now on Twitch right now, uh, some, uh, Smash stuff, uh, uh, twitch.tv slash irrational passions and like um hey that's that's it guys um thank you for joining me and like thanks to everyone who, who took the time to listen to this three-hour podcast <laughs> and um <laughs> may your heart be your guiding key